I hope everyone out there that's hearing this, I, I hope you take this from me. Uh, be good to the ones you love. Always remind them about that and how much they mean to you because nothing is forever. But yeah, thank you for everything, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sons of Slam. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. God, what a week, huh? I did not expect to be wanting to bawl my eyes out crying at 10.30 a.m. on a Friday. Uh (laughs) But here we are. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the show. And uh, live from upstate. Who's more upstate now, huh? Uh, that guy. Oh, your boy is upstate, upstate, upstate. right now. You are actually. I am upstate, upstate. upstate. You are actually. I can upstate. huck a. I can huck a fucking football right. I can. Hang on, I'll get this right. Sure. I can toss a pigskin right over the mountains and hit Canada. That's not true. That's but not I true can at all. throw it the other way and hit Vermont. <laughs> there you go. In the George of Lakes, huh? I am actually at a, at a little known lake outside of Lake George okay. called Brant Lake. All right. And I've been coming up here since I was fucking 10 years old, probably. My buddy that I grew up with, like my, I, me and my sister are the set. We were both in the same grades as him and his brother. Okay. And we were really good friends. And the two of them were really good friends, still are. So, and our parents are all really good friends and all that shit. So nice. they invite us up here every once in a while. This time we just decided to rent a property that's right on the lake mm. for the week so that we were just here all week yesterday they came by with their boat they picked us up on the boat they just parked right on the dock took us out on the lake for a little bit nice a lot of fun very cool very cool. a lot of fun up here you need a fucking refreshment sometimes and a lake just does it for me man i don't know what it is nice 
I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have my own lake in about three weeks. Uh, the lake called Atlantic Ocean. Um, I take my cruise. It's a big one. It's a big lake. It's a big big old lake. Oh God! It's one of the biggest, I believe. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is possibly the biggest. I think it is the biggest. Is I'm it? pretty sure I played that on Trivial Pursuit. Bigger than Pacific? Oh, maybe I got that wrong, and it was the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> that could I, be right. I think I had that on trivia too, on my own trivia. Um, oh God, what a what a week! And then again, in threes, always get it in threes. So. I was looking out for it the entire after after Terry Funk last week. I was I was whole uh, genuinely. I go it, it comes in threes. And we got it. <laughs> I need to prepare, but there's yeah. no way in hell, legitimate hell, mm-hmm. that I could have ever prepared for the passing of Bray Wyatt, Bray Mr. Wyndham Rotunda. I know. I know that uh, that that hit me that hit me a lot more than I thought it was going to. Is this the first time? In the three death thing, that has, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, an old thing. It's it's been around for a while, but it's it's not like it's been around forever. Is this the first time that this has happened with people who have been involved in wrestling? All three of them. I don't want to say this, but do you consider Guerrero and Benoit to be a part of a three? Because it wasn't too far off, but. Not in the same time frame. No, it's not. It's not the same time frame. No, no, no. But I don't remember. I I wasn't watching. The part always gets me. I was I wasn't watching the product when when Eddie died and 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 when and when Benoit died. Yeah, it was. It was just it was that it was legitimately a three year period, and that one year was right smack in the middle of it. Yeah, it definitely was around the same time because Eddie Eddie passed from his his heart failure, his heart attack. <laughs> Go figure. And then uh, I remember when they had the tributes for that, Benoit was heavily featured on that, crying his, yes. his eyes out. And then you know everything happened with him. I later, think later Benoit on. happened in November of 07. Mm-hmm. And Eddie was 06, 05 maybe. So Eddie was 05, November of 05. And oh. then, uh, so I got see. a November, right? I was correct on one. Let's see here. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. June, Summer of 06? June of 07. <laughs> so June of 07. Two years. Oh, wow. It's almost two years uh, there. So definitely not not the three, as we got yeah, no. this week. <laughs> God. Yeah. So Terry Funk. But the juxtaposition <sighs> of it, I think that's the craziest thing about it. Is Terry Funk, mm-hmm. when we had, when, when we set our tribute last week to Terry Funk, it was more of a, I don't want to say welcome response. But it was more of a celebration of life mm-hmm. of sorts because mm-hmm. we knew how bad Terry had been over the past 10 years, even let alone the past two or three years. Right. But then just to have it go all the way down to to Wyndham Rotunda. And it just completely take the, the sales out of every wrestling fan in the world. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was. This um, sucks. Yeah, this, this I I said it to you this I said it to you this morning. Mm-hmm. This fucking sucks, man. <laughs> it, it really does. This I is, fucking hate this. This is level of uh, this is like Brody level, and uh, I, I, again, ironically, it's it's Brody level, and uh, it, it, it is exactly Brody level, and it's it's say and it can't get any closer than Wyndham Rotunda <laughs> with with Brody yeah. Lee, and um, 
And then, <laughs> and then just to cap it off, to get the three, we get uh, Bob Barker uh, passing away at 99. And the uh, <laughs> with the memes of him getting close to 100 without going over. And no, I was just about to say it. That was, he got so close without going without over. Without going over. And I, I found that. I, I, at first, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I saw that as more of a, a tribute thing. But um, it, when, when he, I, I don't know if you were into the product, when he hosted, when they had the special guest hosts, they had like Pee Wee Herman, they had, uh, you know, Bob. Um, that was right as it came. That, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was either directly before or directly after the anonymous Raw General Manager. Uh, let's see here. Um we had it was easy top we had seth green shaquille o'neal jeremy piven there's sergeant slaughter freddie prince jr floyd mayweather dusty freddie Rose. prince jr which was just we need someone from the back to from come back, yeah. fucking celebrity host <laughs> and you're, you're famous you can get off the scripts and, and get out of here uh bob barker the aforementioned trish stratus cedric the entertainer al sharpton what ben roethlisberger we had uh, al sharpton i remember that i Wow. Snoop Dogg, Kyle Busch, uh, Ozzy and Sharon Hell Osbourne, yeah. uh, Roddy Piper, Jesse Ventura, Vern Troyer, rest in peace, Mark uh, Cuban. The governor, Dennis Jesse Ventura. Miller, Get it right. Uh, former governor. Uh, Johnny Still Damon. Still governor. Timbaland, Bret Hart, Mike Tyson, John he John Heater, uh, Don, Don Johnson, okay. Uh, Dulé Hill, William Shatner, Jerry Springer, rest in peace. Dulé Hill. I wonder how many people actually know who Dulé Hill is. Uh, 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 psyched. Psych. Yeah. Psyched, psyched. Uh, Chris Angel, Stone Cold, Pete Rose, uh, David Atonga. Okay, coming from the back back area. David Hasselhoff, Will Forte. Da the only Rick. reason they gave it to David Otunga was because his freaking wife was Jennifer Hudson. His, well, yeah, very famous wife. Uh, McGruber's uh, Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, Ryan Phillip, uh, Philippe. I remember that one. That series, by the way, if you watch it on, on Peacock, absolutely hysterical. Uh, Wayne Brady, Flavor Flav. No, Flav. but I have seen the movie, though. The movie is hysterical, but the, the series itself is, is insanely funny. Uh, and then, yeah, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, Hulk Hogan, and Edge and Christian. I guess they ran out of, out of uh, people there. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, John Lovitz, Ashton Kutcher. And the list goes on and on. Uh, Rob Zombie, Florence Henderson, <laughs> um, Chad Ochocinco, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, Toby Keith, Paul Rubens, uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Rest in peace. Hugh Jackman, uh, The Muppets, <laughs> um, Perez Hilton, uh, Cindy Lauper. Oh, by the way, I, I, I had a, my own little show uh, in my head the other day. I was listening to Cindy Lauper at the radio station. I was like, why is she in the Hall of Fame? I Every time I hear the name Cindy Lauper, I go, it's honestly criminal that she's not in the Hall of why Fame. Why is she not in the Hall of Fame? Seriously. She should She should have been the first celebrity inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. I, I and nobody can change my mind about on that. A, on a real side tangent, I completely agree with you. And to be And if you don't want to give her the first one, you give her the second one and you give the first one to Mr. T. She's, okay. She is a, a nobody can change my mind about you, that. I, I not only do I can I not change your mind, I completely agree with you. Um as far as guys, Sons of Slam first. We both agree on something. <laughs> it really is. Uh even before Mr. T, he, she was uh, I, at least for the for, for all the old heads um and the territories i'm not even counting territories i'm counting when vince mcmahon decided to in our 50 plus demographic buy, everyone listen up yeah listen, for all you guys i know you're out there for all the people that um pete i'm talking to you <laughs> oh pete um I, I, apparently zoom just recognized me as raising my hand so it wanted me to 
raise my hand. Um, uh, before Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, uh, Rock and Roll Connection, MTV, uh, got the whole thing going on before WrestleMania. And so she was a huge part of that. And mm-hmm. uh, with with Captain Lou, who was in the damn video for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. There yeah. was a connection there. So it, it is absolutely criminal that we can have Tori Wilson <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. We can have a celebrity wing with Snoop Dogg in it, but we will not have Cindy Lauper for some reason. I don't know why. I want to, I'm, I'm very curious now to kind of get into why. I, I want to do some research. Maybe she has something against WWE now. I don't know. But anyway, uh, criminal. Well, I bet it all goes back to Mula. Well, she's gone now, so what are we waiting for? The, the, the folklore. The fabulous Moolah. Triple H needs to step in there. It's, seriously, it is crazy. It's, but it's crazy because it does go back there. There is a chance that it was Moolah who held a grudge for all these years, and that's why she's not in the Hall of Fame. It's 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 stupid. It really is. And of, of all people, Moolah. Um, of all people, Moolah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, the one that did not age well, I, I'm not going to go through this. It's, it's a lot of people. They had a lot of people. Uh, the one that didn't age, that aged, excuse me, the worst in this entire list. Hosting emanating from uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut at Webster Bank Arena, September 17th, 2012, Jared Fogel. Um, Yikes! <laughs> yikes, indeed. Yo, uh, hang on. 2012, he wasn't in prison already? I guess not. I guess not. It was Khalifa, Stephen. He got sentenced to jail after I got out of high school? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Apparently. Uh, LeVar Ball. Uh, Michael Chain, Colin Jones. LeVar Ball was great because that's what... <laughs> That's when LaMelo Ball dropped the fucking N-bomb on live television. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then the last one on the list here, Michael Che and Colin Joes, which led to uh, their appearance at WrestleMania uh, in New York. Um, that went from 19, uh, excuse me, it started in, let's see, all the way back, 10-09, Batista looks like it was the first one. Batista, June 29th of 09 to 2019. So a 10-year run of special guest hosts. And of all these hosts... I completely agree with Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Bob Barker was the best guest host of all time, of all time. Yeah. And, and the the also the criminal thing that I guess WWE can't get over themselves, and AEW and every other organization can. They showed the the uh, the tribute for Bob Barker on Raw, and missed out on the entirety of the best part of the whole thing, which was Chris Jericho, and yes, and, and his whole segment with Bob Barker. Um. But I digress. So rest in peace to Bob. Um, and my, one of my one of my favorite game shows of all time, Price is Right, along with probably Card Sharks and uh, No Whammy, No Whammy Stop. Um, Fuck. The card Sharks, no? No. Yeah, you put the card, the, the big oversized uh, playing card on the wall, and then they're like, I, high, low, high, high I just, lower. I- I just want to point this out Come to on. you to show my age. Okay, I, I, okay. Fuck your age. I'm just saying. The only my, reason my favorites. Yes. The only reason oh. I even know the phrase "Monty Hall, let's make a deal," mm. is because my dad would say it when we would go buy a new fucking television because he was trying to get a good price on it. That was a cheese ball. That's the. <laughs> oh, my dad's a fucking man. I love it. <laughs> but that's the only reason. Uh, uh, let's make a deal. Uh? Exactly. <laughs> He go, all right, Monty Hall, let's make a deal, sir. <laughs> it was fucking great. Get out of my store, sir. <laughs> uh, he'd do that in PC Richards. <laughs> sir, please. Leave. It's a chain store. Please leave. You can't negotiate with them, Dad. <laughs> Although, to be fair, 
Yeah, really. we did it's get not, it's not a car. an entire <laughs> fucking surround sound system, the TV, and a PlayStation Three uh-huh. in two thousand seven or nice. two thousand nine, maybe. Uh-huh. At a very good price. Nice. <laughs> so it does work. I guess it works. I got. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. What? What? Make a deal? What? Uh, yeah. So card sharks and uh, Price is Right. Mine is Deal or No Deal. I do like Deal or No Deal. I like that one. They they did a uh, I don't know if you ever watched Thirty Rock, but they, they did a funny uh, parody of it when they um, yep. it was hosted by John McEnroe. <laughs> yep. it, was, it was like which one has the gold inside the briefcase, and the, the girl was mm-hmm. like shaking with the one that yeah <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 30 right. Rock, highly underrated. Very one, one of my favorite shows. I, I love that Me show. Me too. It's one of the very few shows that I have watched like multiple times over. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. Um, anyway, so let's get to Bray. Uh, all the tributes that came in from last week and the just the unexpectedness of the whole thing and him uh, passing away in his sleep from a, a heart attack. Of all, uh, just unbelievable. Um, he was so young. But when you hear that he passed away in his sleep, you go, all right, I guess it kind of eases it a little bit because it's it's, they always say it's the easiest way to go is just pass away in your sleep. But it still doesn't make it any. I think this is the first active wrestler while I'm watching that has passed, I think. What do you mean? In the past. After after Benoit, so you're not counting Brody Lee. Shit, Come on, dude. We just, can we, we edit I, that? I literally, <laughs> literally just said his name five minutes ago. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, dude. Uh, I yeah, I got upstate brain, all right. Upstate, you know, yeah, you upstate, get it. <laughs> That's upstate, upstate brain. That's further upstate brain. I have like I have six yeah. six borough brain. You have upstate brain. So relax. Um, yeah. thirty six. Only thirty six. Uh, besides old. Brody. Besides the Besides, Wyatt family passing, yeah, well, this this is <laughs> obviously the, the head of it. There were um, two people I noticed. There were two people that were at both Brody's and Bray's, hmm. and that was Eric Rowan, who made a surprise guest appearance on Raw, hmm. and Cody Rhodes, hmm. and that's pretty depressing. Yeah. Um, so the report goes, uh, according to TMZ, that uh, his wife, Jojo, uh, went in after his alarm uh, went off and he didn't wake up from his nap. He did not respond. Uh, he had COVID in uh, March, developed heart complications. Um, this caused him to have a weak lower part of his heart. Uh, the report also stated that just a week before he died, Wyndham was hospitalized for a heart issue. He had a follow up appointment with doctors the morning he died. I was advised to continue to wear an external heart defibrillator, a device designed to treat people experiencing sudden cardiac arrest, which apparently he wasn't wearing. Um, while it remains uncertain whether the device could have potentially saved his life, investigators established that Wyndham Rotunda wasn't wearing the defibrillator at the time of his passing. Uh, and they subsequently discovered it inside its vehicle, which was parked in the driveway. God damn that. That hurts. <laughs> That hurts a lot. So the 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 lead up to um, to Mania, um, with all things him, went went going further back to his uh, his pitch black match. Actually, going, going even further back. Let's let's go back to his 
his return and the debut with the White Rabbit and all that. What before we go back there, can we just sure. acknowledge how creepy the pitch black is match now after his passing? Uh how so? Because it's his last match and you don't see his face. It's all like war paint. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if he is half dead in that picture. Mm. In in that in that match. I don't know. It's just it's I haven't watched it back yet, but it uh, I will do it begrudgingly. Yeah, I'll do it begrudgingly for for many reasons. Uh, more so the, the obviously the the main reason is now now that he's gone, but um, and also better appreciation for uh, if anything on on the lighter side, better appreciation for Ellie Ellie Knight and his involvement in the whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, speaking of of uh, all those storylines, what uh, what could have been. So he had his his uh you know white rabbit that whole thing what what a creative way to return and on the QR codes and the lead up to to all that um and and again what could have been so he had he had this match his pitch black match the original plan for Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy um Bo Dallas who played Uncle Howdy uh never got over because it just wasn't there yet um, it was still being built, and so what they actually wanted to do, according to this report, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, was that it was going to be brother versus brother, and they were going to have Bray versus Uncle Howdy, and that got scrapped because Uncle Howdy wasn't over yet to have that mania position, so that's when they went to Bobby Lashley, and hence why that got suddenly scrapped, because apparently then all reports, this is why you can just never go by the uh, the dirt sheets. Everything that we talked about at that time was creative, creative, creative. And there must be an issue. That's why he's not coming back. There must be an issue. And fuck me. I mean, that's kind of what I went off of because that's all I read. And I I mean, all in hindsight, but he was sick. He was sick. And it. So it, it is actually confirmed that it was Bo Dallas underneath there. It was confirmed it was Bo Dallas. That hurts even more, Bray man. Wyatt's real-life real brother, Bo Dallas, uh, introduces Uncle Howdy. We could uh, have had a fucking... We could have had the actual brothers of destruction. Fans never saw who Uncle Howdy really was or got a conclusion to that storyline. Sadly, obviously, we'll never get to see that. Um, but it was noted. Well... Well, what do we get to see that? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> do not... we get to see Uncle Howdy? Uh, at this point, what? How? How would you even do that? And also, I don't know. But if there's going to be, there is a knack for a paranormal type of character out there. Well, then, <laughs> then Bo Dallas needs to get over. <laughs> and that's, I think, out of respect, they would never do that. Uh, Taylor Rotunda had returned to WWE as Uncle Howdy. At first, the idea was for Wyatt to build to a match with Howdy at WrestleMania, but that planned. But that plan uh, ended up changing, and Howdy was not being pushed at that level, and the character dropped. Alexa Bliss, who was associated with Wyatt years la- earlier, excuse me, in doing a female monster gimmick, was about to go back to do a gimmick when she became ill, and then she later became pregnant. Uh, so the plans never developed, and so we never got to see. Um, uh, oh, and then reading on with this, uh, we will have to see if Uncle Howdy ever returns. Fans are calling for Bo Dallas to come back with that gimmick to give some some kind of conclusion. To that storyline. Um, 
would you really want to see that to get some sort of conclusion? Are we are we that desperate to find to find have an end? Because we can go over next week. I'm sure we can take seven days to go through a list of uh, un unconcluded, which is not a word, uh, storylines in WWE because they do it all the time. Oh yeah, so, but this is different. Do we they really, don't just do, conclude a storyline really because this? someone passed away? Do we need to or should we just have had you know uh, Uncle Howdy come in with the the rocking chair and just stand there and then lights go out and then call it a day? We need an actual storyline to, to do this. Or does it just be Bo Dallas? But I don't know if Bo Dallas can get over. He's not over. Uncle Howdy <laughs> might be able to get over. He was barely there. That's the thing. He was barely there. <laughs> he was barely. He just literally came up, came across uh, our TV screens. Um, I just think we need to Bo leave a little more. But um, uh, and you can take this for whatever it's worth, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So uh, grain of salt got it. <laughs> grain of salt. Uh, Bray Wyatt was very close to debuting at AEW before he returned to WWE. That I will I will take that with a couple grains of salt, only because there were many pictures of him in arenas at Dynamite. Yes, and so that could have been a thing. I don't know, who 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 really knows? Um, There's two very clear cut storylines you could have gone with. If he went over to AEW too, which is uh, the Dark Order, they could have had some type of he was the power that was above Brody mm. type of thing. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that would have been good. Go and um, what have been going? Uh, shit, what was the other one? Oh, brain fart. God damn it! It's a Dark Order. Dark or Matt Hardy. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, revive yeah. the revive the deleter the deleter of worlds. The deleter of worlds. Um, in fact, according to this same report, it was further reported that at one point TNT was told of a date when he would be making his debut, and then the deal, the deal ultimately did not finalize. So many things that Bray Wyatt, company <laughs> man till the end, man. <laughs> Apparently, um, uh, according to Meltzer, he he never wrestled for the next year. Because he was let go after that mania with with Orton, which was <laughs> listen, you 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 can't say that Bray's ideas were all great. Because <laughs> WrestleMania 37 with Alexa turning on Bray made absolutely no sense. We never speaking of finalizing uh, storylines that never got finalized either. Uh, Meltzer saying he never wrestled for the next year because he got he was released by WWE. Uh, even with the great demand for him from other companies. At one point, TNT was told of a date for him to debut in AEW, but it fell through, believed it to be money-related. Impact was interested, as was AAA and Japanese groups. He did nothing and then pushed the idea of him returning using the name Wyndham Six. Remember that uh, that tweet uh, handle? Uh, he pushed the name in social media, but before ever using it, he went back to the old character, signifying a return to WWE was coming. And we never got the Wyndham Six either. Oh, we did. Well, technically um, we did. <laughs> technically we did for the pitch black match. Um, yeah, I guess. Ish. Um, Chris, I th I think it's time. Mm -hmm. I think it's finally time. Sure. You had brought up some of Wyndham's. Uh, Bray. We'll, we'll, we'll put this on Bray, not Wyndham. Okay. You had brought up some of Wyndham's bad ideas. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the worst ideas was wrestling under a red light. All right. 
and I'll talk about it now. That fucking <laughs> loss in Saudi Arabia was one of the most abysmal things I've ever seen in my oh, life. Wait, I like that this is what brings it out. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> out of what, respect, out of respect what, for the man, uh, I have to I have to acknowledge it now. Sure, sure. Please do. Please go ahead. That was the, one of the, the, the most yours. ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. The floor is yours, please. I don't ever want to see that again. Okay. I buy how does a paranormal character who could probably withstand a sledgehammer to the head get fucking a ref stoppage why are we doing this why why did you do that why did you do that and the red light <laughs> the red light of all things was abysmal i can't even see a red light anymore and not think about are we talking wait, 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 hold on, hold on. are we talking about seth rollins or are we talking about goldberg seth rollins okay all right yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. gold i'm done with the goldberg one okay that's behind me i'm talking about the seth rollins one that's the one that's always the fucking one in my head gotcha so yeah the uh the seth rollins one is just uh, it was time i had to acknowledge it finally please yes been putting I, it off for way too long it's 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 a shame that it took this to do that but i'm, I'm glad we we are here it's for you to express your feelings go ahead listen if you know me you know it was only going to be this that would do it because <laughs> i would have taken it to any any one of our graves Probably. Whether it was Seth, God forbid, God forbid, whether it was Seth or whether it was Bray, mm. it, I wasn't going to say anything until one of them had passed. And here we are. Way too soon. With all that being said, way too soon. I don't want to put any disrespect on the man whatsoever, mm. whatsoever. But I feel like now is the time that I finally need to acknowledge the atrocity of that particular match. Of the red light match. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm done. Again, Bray was for that was a lot man that was very therapeutic for me just now i want to let everybody know that it, it took being near a lake to have to do this and and i can appreciate that lake um i <laughs> i i as i said before he was one of the most creative minds in all wwe do we have ideas that maybe fell off the side of course as we all do in life but at least he i, I give him the ultimate credit in taking those leaps in doing so because if you you know throw something against the wall that something is bound to stick um his character stuck his his fiend character stuck um everything around it was good some some of it was good some of it was bad but it was there and you know <clears throat> he he would you know take take the criticism to take the applause and move on with his creativity it didn't change him either way. Like, whatever it was, it was what he was going to do. And that was what made him so special. In a industry of lemmings that you learn your you learn your crafts and come up with a character. And if the character is you, then, well, I guess so be it. But it's every character that's you is turned up to, you know, to 12. That's all well and good. But this guy took it and said, fuck all that, <laughs> and went his own route and made a whole world. There's literally a a WCU. <laughs> There's a Wyatt Cinematic Universe out there, and it, it in an alternate universe, this guy is now still alive, going through this storyline, and it has a match with Uncle Howdy, and all the 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 Wyndham Six is out there, and you know there's this stuff that we here will never get, and it's unfortunate. And we do a podcast every week of wrestling. And we applaud the great wrestling. We applaud the good storylines. We talk about the bad stuff. And we don't give the flowers enough to people like Wyndham, who 
again, he stuck his neck out there to create something that was completely different than nobody else was doing. And whether it was the Undertaker that was doing like Dead Man stuff or Kane that was doing you know the the, the fire stuff, he had a different take on it. Whether it was you know it was still a Undertaker kind of thing, but he made it his own. And so, it, at least towards the end there, we got to see Undertaker hand it off to him, hand off the the torch. But we will never get to see what could have been, and that is incredibly sad to me. And so for all that. I say thank you to Bray. I say thank you to Wyndham uh, for entertaining me <laughs> for all these years and seeing you rise up organically through the ranks in WWE from Husky all the way on up and using those characters uh, in your in your your shtick <laughs> and it all worked. And so rest in peace to uh, to Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt. Um, the last thing I'll say on it is just the the picture that there's two pictures that just get me after Bray passed after Wyndham passed. And that's the one of him and undertaker in the middle of the ring. And they just whisper undertaker whispers something to him and he just walks out. And that's, I saw that picture. Like that was one of the first pictures I saw after I found out that, that Wyndham had passed and, and it caught me off guard. Cause I was like, fuck man, that was, that was supposed to be it. Mm. That was supposed to be the passing of the torch, the same way that that Cena is doing it with with Cody, in the same way that Rock did it with Cena, and and all that shit. That yep. was that was supposed to be that moment for 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 the Bray Wyatt character, and yep. And we're never gonna see where that goes. So that's that's pretty heartbreaking. And the the pictures that everybody's been posting of uh, of Brody welcoming yeah. Bray into. Oh, real into heaven and that's uh that one fucking got me too yeah yeah and there but, was another there was yeah. another video there was a reel on uh instagram that uh i just saw like yesterday that uh the the royal rumble in heaven <laughs> and they had like right? oh dude the royal rumble in heaven and him being entrance 30 entrance guess what 30 whoever's champ you ain't gonna be for much that's, longer that's brother <laughs> that's it that's it yeah with uh and, you know roddy piper and eddie guerrero there and yeah. Uh, God, just unbelievable. Rest in peace. Damn, that's just fucking. Sick. Rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> fucking gone sucks. way too soon. Way too soon. Way too soon. That's he wasn't even in the peak of his fucking career yet, in my opinion. He's right. thirty six. People, people fucking wrestled through their fifties. Sting, Sting just had a match. Sting excluded. <laughs> you know, um, Sting and Undertaker excluded. All right, <laughs> people wrestle well into their, you know late 40s even even undertaker like he, he he fell off completely oh but even better the main event of smackdown mm. this past week mm. right but right after la night probably had one of the greatest lines ever amazing uh yeah that, 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 i watched that several times with that promo. if i'm not mistaken it went as as a wise man once told me the next time you see my face and i want to do this correct mm. <laughs> run Nice. <laughs> it's the best one I could do. There you go. Give right. me a little more time. I'll be able to fix it. Right in camera. Right in right into camera. Right in camera. Right in camera. Right in camera. And then you see his lips starting to quiver and he's just holding it and ah fuck, man. Last guy to, to wrestle. That's yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's quite the thing to to say. Um Yeah. 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 So uh 
God, <laughs> it just absolutely sucks. It absolutely sucks. And you know what? What sucks the most is that when we have these episodes where we talk about these these wrestlers, it, I, it's just like in anything else in, in life. You know, if you you talk about you know celebrities and you get close with somebody and you're a fan of somebody, and in wrestling you're a fan of so many people because there's so many wrestlers. It's not like you watch like the movies or a TV show. And the lead actor that you like that show because the lead actor is so good and then that person passes away. Like, oh, my God, that this one person passed away. But in wrestling, there's so many people. And so for each one, you have to go through this. And, you know, it's this is this is life <laughs> this is what we have to deal with. And so when you get close to somebody, especially someone like like Wyndham Rotunda or someone, if you're a particular age, like Terry Funk. It, it hits. It hits hard because you've grown up with this person. If you're a younger person. Uh, if uh, if you're a kid, and you know, in the last 15 years or so, that that Bray Wyatt has been around, that you know, he's gone from NXT on up. You've grown. This up is with a him. traumatic event to children. If you're a wrestling fan, <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, this is this is something. This hits hard to you. So, and this will happen every single time with a wrestler that you just uh, you know you just know. And so, all these people in in the Levesque era that of wrestling that get older, and then you know where we're still doing the podcast in, in 2054 and, you know, it's, uh, and Roman Reigns is still the champion. Roman Reigns is still a champion. And we finally hear that sting has passed away at 120. Like this is, you know, oh, that's that. I'll tell you what, that's going to hit hard. That, I'm t- this is what happens. That's going to, that's going to be my <laughs> These, Terry Funk this, for your generation. You know what I mean? This, this is what happens by the way. Uh, speaking of which I, I would never do this normally roadhouse. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were giving me a trivia question. What no. fucking movies has Terry Funk been in? Sorry, well, go on. They show that in the in the uh, in the the uh, tribute. Yeah, <laughs> the Roadhouse. Yeah, but but uh, if you don't know the movie, you're going to be like, why Patrick Swayze? What? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Patrick Swayze too. Now the two of them are are bar fighting up. Oh, oh, that hurt me just now. Yeah, I know it's a thing now. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I didn't think about that. So I oh, they they could both do ghosts too. They, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> why do you stand behind? <laughs> He would stand behind Terry Funk while he's he's making the, the the pottery. Um, the Hulk Hogan turned seventy, and so not that I want to shout him out at, at any means, but if you saw him walk in the room to the 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 celebration that he had, stumble. <laughs> he, have you seen him walk? He's yeah. not, he's not. Gone. Oh no, I know what twenty years of a leg drop does. It it doesn't do anything for you other than to cripple you. No. And so he, had, it, he basically it had a woman presses your spine. It which is exactly what he did. So he had someone on his arm, had some uh, some arm candy there, but it was basically for him not to fall over. And so he's stumbling in the room, and you know the the nasty boys are there. <laughs> his best friends, nasty boys, are in there. Um, he had some other See, WWE. That's oh, also the Rick, thing Rick that's gonna there. hit hard. Rick Flair's gonna Hulk? hit hard. Hogan, uh, no, Hogan Hulk, might hit. Flair's less hard gonna for me. hit harder. And Flair will hit harder for me <laughs> than Hogan. Flair's gonna hit harder for everyone. And Hogan, right? Hogan unless you're me, a racist. Well, Hogan for me <laughs> would have hit harder had he not been a racist. Because <laughs> I grew yeah. up with Hogan at my age. Let me talk about my demographic. And also before Gawker too. Let's be honest. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. I grew up with Hogan, and before all the racist bullshit and him being a dick. Uh, I grew up with him, and so if he had not come out as being such an asshole, and I still had the same feelings for him as I did when I was a kid, Ooh. Ooh. I would have Ooh. I would have held him in high regard. Yes, I'm raising my hand. There we go, please, um, Mr. Black. Uh, yes, hi, first time listener, long time caller. Uh, welcome, welcome. That doesn't make sense. Go. Yes, yes, <laughs> caller. Go. Yes, speak. Uh, all right, dude. This is our podcast. Remember this. You're not on radio right now. Sorry. Take it back a little bit. Sorry. 
Sorry. Remember your pressure points, okay? Usa. Usa. I have to cut you off. Next caller. <laughs> if you muted me, that would have been great. Oh, God. All right. And anyway. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, you muted yourself. I muted myself. Why the, why the hell did I mute myself? <laughs> what a dope. Anyway, uh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's going to hit hard. Hulk Hogan is going to be a bad one. For, uh, for, I don't like talking about this death shit, for, man. For one of us, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, come on, man. Don't do that. Well, you're half a reason. I, I just right. said Flair's going to hit harder. Flair will hit harder. Hulk yeah. is going to be like, but Hulk's like that child. Oh, that's what I was going to say. What, did you feel now? Who? Okay, this is a better question. Who's more racist, Hulk Hogan <laughs> okay. or the Ultimate Warrior? I love this game. Um, was one racist and one transphobic? I think there's two. To- they were two totally different assholes. He that was no racist. The uh, uh, Ultimate Warrior. I thought it was more of the transphobic stuff that he said. Okay, well then forget that whole thing. I mean, it's still it's still two assholes that uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were out there that, that, that nobody wants. That, that headline WrestleMania. Um, well, yeah, that that's also true. Can never take that away from them. Mm-hmm. They did headline WrestleMania. In, in, yes, in a terrible match, but it was the two of the biggest names on the planet. Fuck anyway, yes, right we're, we're done. We're, <laughs> we're done, done with Hogan. Yeah, we're okay, done. okay, going back to Bray, the the real topic at hand, please. I am a, I am probably just as big a Fast and Furious fan as I am a wrestling fan. Okay, uh, okay, and this the passing of Wyndham Rotunda hit just as if not more hard than when Paul Walker died it really it took me back and I was like fuck Mm. I wasn't obviously we weren't expecting it but Mm -hmm. it's just you never you never want it to happen of course not you you don't want that day to come and when that day comes you're like fuck Mm. Can we can can we start the day over again? Can we just take a redo? Yeah. Like Bray's still here. Ah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, coulda, shoulda worn the defibrillator. Should should have worn the pacemaker. Should have uh, done. That's this. the most heartbreaking thing about should've the whole and, the whole thing. And you imagine like he's like, oh, I'll put it on tomorrow. I'll put it on later. <laughs> like, oh, oh. fuck, <laughs> jeez. Okay, all right. I'm not gonna lie. I did not know about that part of it. Yeah, like I've been on. I've been upstate. It's mm. been, I've been outside. Most, well, that's. So. I mean, that wasn't. That wasn't uh, the 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 pacemaker thing. I don't know. Was so much common knowledge. Um, of where it was though was literally like your your life your literal life saving device was fifty feet away, and it wasn't there. So, um, <sighs> fuck. So, uh, our heartfelt shout out to you, uh, to JoJo and, and her kids and. Um, when, whenever that shirt, I know Patrick, uh, shout out to Patrick, got the, got the, uh, the, uh, the, the t-shirt that was online on www.eshop.com. Um, then the proceeds were going to her family, um, to his family. Uh, and so I would love to, when that gets back in stock to get that shirt. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. God. <laughs> oh, one last thing. You saw Seth Rollins had the side plates. Yes, yes. He had the Fiend side plates on the championship. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, the one. I thought that was a good, the one side a had good the, tribute to Bray. Yeah, yes, the one side had the, the Fiend on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Friday on SmackDown with the rocking chair and the lantern and uh, oh, just geez. And then uh, Seth Rollins on the live house show. He did the uh, he did the whole whole ropes and bend backward thing. And then he had a yeah. nice little heartfelt tribute on the mic. 
Becky Lynch breaking down. And that got, you know what? That one got me. <laughs> that got me. And that literally, I, I started crying on that one because just watching yeah. her, watching <laughs> watching Trish try to sell it. But literally, Becky was done with the sell and was just like going, going in with Bray. And so them going fade to black while she was like just bawling her eyes out got me. Yeah. Uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Hey, having to be a fan of something um, and being so invested in it is is tough. <laughs> It is really tough to to you know watch it and go through these these episodes and and you know watch your favorites just fall by the wayside and you know everybody continues you know business is business keeps continue to move on uh, you know as, as Cole said we are here to entertain and they would want that too and uh, and they did so again uh, for two weeks in a row this this is definitely a first for two weeks in a row I will say rest in peace to Terry Funk. For this week, I will say rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda and rest in peace to Bob Barker. All three uh, had a, two two of the three a major hand <laughs> in professional wrestling and one um, in the sports entertainment side of things, uh, just being the absolute best guest host that they've ever had. So there's that. Moving on. Um, yeah, let's every, get out of the sad. Everything just everything bit. just seems arbitrary at this point, but whatever. Um, we had a lot of wrestling. We still have a lot of wrestling <laughs> to come. Jesus. Um, we're uh, not done with the show right now. This is uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> in, and we still have to- stuff to talk about. Um, we had a pay-per-view. So we, yes, we did. So we're to have to think about what I'm, I need to say when I, when I, you know, start the, the sentence off with, with the P, what, what P word I'm starting with. Is it premium or, or pay? So in the pay-per-view. <laughs> We had on Sunday, which emanated from London, England. Uh, in it, in it, afternoon, bruv. Uh, that was wonderful. Thank you. Uh, all... No, no, no. I mean, the afternoon part of it oh, was no. a wonderful. I no, thought that no. was amazing. I thought I thought I was wonderful when, when I said that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, you were good too. But the <laughs> but watching in the afternoon, especially for you and your your job, I guess that was. Do you get to do that on your job? Oh no, 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 no! You are mistaken, my friend. Sure, please. Sunday was the first day of my vacation. Oh, good for you. <laughs> good for you. So I actually watched it all at home, and it was glorious. Glorious at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it was wonderful. 1 o'clock in the Woke afternoon. up, went to the gym. Oh, actually, that's how I started my fucking vacation. I got a fucking flat tire. Right Fun. before the pay-per-view, I got a flat tire. had to go get a brand new tire because I had to make this four-hour trip up here. Sure. And uh, yeah, that's how I started my vacation. Jeez. So it was it was nice. It was fun. I just had a flat tire the other day. We got that in common. Oh, I literally okay. took I took a curb. I, I took a curb at a shop right, and uh, I get out of the car, and all I hear is, <sighs> and I'm looking down. I'm like, wait, is that, is that noise from my car? Sure enough, I see the tire just like poof, air just flying fly out of it. I took a drill bit getting onto the highway. Oh god, yeah. The luck you must have, just literally of all the space in that road, <laughs> for you to have to go over that one little drill bit. It was. It wasn't tire. little. It was a socket attachment for a drill, uh, and I ran. I ran it clean, mm-hmm. right dead center of my wheel, Ugh. clean over, and then I pulled over, like right because there's a little off ramp over there. Yeah, you could just pull over. It's all out of the way of shit. So I pulled over and I feel around my tire, and I just feel this thing. I'm like what the fuck is that? And I stick my finger in it and I go, "That how the fuck does that get in my tire? What the fuck?" And I'm going on this fucking vacation that I have to drive for. 
Oh, uh, fun but with wrestling. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, wrestling. fun with, fun with flat it. tires. <laughs> in it. Fun with flat tires. Um, uh, AE dubs. So before we can get, get to the, the card of it all, uh, the pay, pay-per-view numbers, the estimate buys were actually more than expected, more than expected because of the aforementioned afternoon of it all. Um, the the gate with over if you if you didn't know um I don't think, I don't know if they said it enough the event drew over eighty thousand people and uh, the ah <laughs> eighty one thousand paid fans paid fans to make that delineation please but I don't know if you knew it, it topped ten million dollars at the gate ten mil wow yeah um uh the you, don't uh, you remember like when we went to fucking aew like in the beginning stages and they were like this is the biggest gate ever we have done over one million dollars yeah. oh my god <laughs> good for you guy and then, <laughs> 10 million in yeah. london good. Wait, 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 wait time out time out time out uh, is that pounds or <laughs> it just says 10 million dollars usd it doesn't it uh, is that gbp or usd <laughs> or usd it just says 10 mil at the gate okay. um it also says according to melter uh, estimates were given for the show, for how the show did on pay-per-view, which included Bleach Report, Fight TV, uh, traditional cable providers, and other platforms, uh, including uh, streaming it online like I did. Um, what's, more, <laughs> what's more impressive about the event is the fact that it aired in the United States in early morning afternoon, which was usually uh, usually leads to lower buys. A sizable portion of AEW's usual European buyers were also likely... At the show, I don't know if it, we only have eighty thousand people in your in Europe, but that makes some sense. Moving on, um, uh, he, Meltzer further added that the current estimates are twenty percent to thirty percent above recent shows, which means that the event got somewhere between one hundred sixty eight to one hundred eighty four thousand buys. Judging by these estimates, it's likely the number is closer to one hundred eighty four. Um, it comes as no surprise, but this all in pay per view uh, for the buys expected to be the greatest in company's history so far. Uh, and the event will go down in history as one of the most significant events in professional wrestling. And that's that. Now, I take it all back. It is one of the most it is the most successful event in professional wrestling history. Like there's by the numbers, it is the most successful event in professional wrestling. It had the highest paid attendance of any event in history. Which is nuts. I did just find, find out, not just, but I did my research. Now, how is Sometimes that, I do. Again, I, I say this again. How is that if we if we are even with all inflated numbers that WWE consistently gets at in Dallas WrestleMania 32 had 80,000 and change of paid 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 attendance so you're saying 20,000 people in attendance air quotes 20,000 people were comps yeah, there's a thousand fucking wrestlers if each one of them gets 20 it's <laughs> a thousand wrestlers it makes sense uh that's just the wrestlers. Paid now attendance. imagine all the legends and all the fucking sure, sure, sure. behind the scene, behind the scenes personnel and wardrobe and makeup and everybody. I mean, come on. Okay. It right. it's it truly is a feat. It it and I was very scared. We were there when they announced it. We were at the show where they announced it on television mm. that All In was going to London. And I looked it up right then and there on my phone. How many capacity of Wembley Stadium said ninety thousand. And we had said, "I go if they put ninety thousand in, right. that changes a lot." And and the uh, at the time we were saying that uh, I remember when tickets went on sale, immediately it was like seventy seventy thousand uh, were were already sold 
for the pre the, the pre sale yeah. or something like something. We I remember the the number seventy thousand. We had it was being about. like I think it was sixty five pre sale, and then like by the time it actually went on sale that same day, yeah. it was well over seventy five or something like that. So, right. So then you know. Obviously, it wasn't a sellout because you could see that during, the, especially during the uh, stadium stampede match, <laughs> there were plenty of seats. And I, I do like how um, Nigel McKinnis kind of tried to cover for that. Like all the all the fans have, have moved out of that er- that area of the arena to uh, have them fight. Like no, there was nobody sitting there. That's fine. That's all we Still, eighty one thousand is eighty one thousand, and you will never take that away. But you're making the effort to acknowledge it, and I respect that. I Nigel. respect that. Which, by the way, <clears throat> I, before we get into all that, Nigel McKinnis is a is a treasure. I love him on commentary, which I, I think is why I also like Collision, because he's re- he's really good. And yeah. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. And on the uh, uh, Zero Hour, Paul White, uh-huh. Paul fucking White, kudos to him because he is probably one of the best wrestling analysts <laughs> on TV. Mm, pause, but okay. Yeah, no, pause that. Um, no, in all seriousness, he was. He was amazing. Like it was literally yeah. just it was literally uh, Renee and Paul going back and forth, and then uh, Anthony, <laughs> a go go, and uh, and uh, uh, Kip Kip Sabian uh, were kind of like in the middle, just kind of chiming in here and there. But but yeah. Paul, kudos to Paul for just being yeah the two local good. boys. We need Paul. Yeah, we need <laughs> and we need yeah, we and need, we need Renee right, and then we need some two local right brubs. In between the sandwich. His <laughs> two local brubs yeah. <laughs> uh, of this American sandwich, and so yeah. Hey Tony, I know you're listening. Uh, go put Paul on on TV more. Really, like if, if nothing else, uh, just to, to kind of chime here in here and there. But uh, you got to find a space for him. But he was really good. Anyway, you think it's just that his knees can't take sitting for two hours straight? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. Um, I mean, he doesn't have to sit. He, the, the most of the actions on, on. Well, I mean, if he stands up on commentary, that's a quite a wide shot you need, brother. Well, no, I'm not saying. Listen, he can stand. <laughs> 95% of the action on on camera is in the ring. So if we're going to talk about the match, have him sit down. He was sitting down for that entirety of, of you know, zero hour. He could sit down for a while, and then when he needs to stand up, he'll stand up when the camera's not on him. There's a red light on the cameras. I don't know if we know this. There's a red light on the camera. It means that your camera's on. Sit the hell down. That's fine. Put I'm him- familiar. Okay. I'm familiar. Okay, just, we, we did this. We went through. Um, We've this, done this. We, you know, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Uh, rest, yeah. in, rest in peace. Um, well, yeah. well, the Westbury branch, but yes, rest in peace. Well, most of branch. the branches actually. <laughs> I think there's like one left in the area. <laughs> I think there's like, yeah, one, like Jersey. It's like one or, one or two left. Um, but yeah, Jersey so, and the original Connecticut School of Broadcasting <laughs> in Connecticut. In Connecticut, it's he, just called the School of Broadcasting. <laughs> broadcasting school. He could sit down. He could sit down. He could stand up. He could stand up and then sit down when he needs to be. Anyway, yeah, all in. Can I say, starting off the, the entire thing uh, of 19 hours of wrestling, uh, whatever it was, I think it came out to like what three and a half, four hours. Yeah, it was four hours. Like four hours. So I think I don't. I don't think I fucking left my room until 5 p.m. There, there was. I'm gonna go through this list. I right now off the top, I might just I might cut in and say, oh, maybe this match. Every fucking match mm-hmm. was insane, in a in an amazing way. Like yep. I I feel like. All, all elite wrestling for this pay per view, put out their best pay per view ever, ever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had to. They had to fucking sell for eighty thousand fans. They had to, and and that, sorry, eighty eighty one thousand paid fans in attendance. Eighty one paid, <laughs> and say, saying that is uh, is a lot because the downside to AEW, as I've continued to say, and will continue to say, as we are looking at all out this Sunday, and it's the same exact thing that's happening. 
there was no lead into any of these matches. Here's a match. Go. <laughs> it was Eddie Kingston on the mic saying we're going to have a stadium stampede. It was uh, uh, the only lead in that we really had, honestly, the lead up to That's was not, MJF I... versus Adam Cole. Everything else, dude, was like a week, two weeks out. That is not a time to have for lead in. You can't. You have to have more time than that. Stadium stampede is different because that feud has been bubbling for months. With Eddie Kingston? No, it has not. Between Eddie Kingston and the Blackpool Combat Club? Yes, it has. Did he enlist other people that just so happened to be in the ring at the time? <laughs> sure. Okay? I, I rest my But case. the I focus my of that I match was Eddie and the Blackpool Combat Club. And by the case. way, kudos to Eddie for doing the whole uh the 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 Terry Funk type march down to the ring and then just bash some motherfucking yeah. heads in. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's just, yes, and shout out to, to them. Eddie Kingston may be my favorite wrestler right now. He is Wyo baby. Represent I, every time I see yeah. him too. Nick, he's just it, it that's makes... one person I will never say that Yonkers is upstate to. <laughs> I <would laughs> Ever? Just, I would know. You know when I inevitably get him on the show. I want you to say that to him. <laughs> uh, are you crazy? <laughs> I don't have a death wish. You fucking nuts! I enjoy my life, I dude. You, I want you to say that to him because God forbid. Literally, it's I'm I go outside. I throw a rock to the Bronx. So fuck off. All right. Um, all in zero hour. Now I I love the first match out of the gate. Aussie Open versus MJF versus and Adam Cole. And we finally got a kangaroo kick. And we got I've never a, seen one before. It's just double drop kick. I know. And Taz with probably the greatest line of the entire night, which is on the first match. Yeah. They don't have kangaroos in Long Island. <laughs> that was great, man. Taz is another gem. All, all these all these color commentators are just absolute gems. Um, and if you notice the time, the running time on this match. Itty bitty. Itty, itty bitty. Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, minutes. you know, you can't you can't you can't have you can't risk having your main eventers go break a leg on the first match of the night, especially for the Ring of Honor tag team championship. Like, okay, all right, it's it's all well and good, but you gotta gotta like, pace yourself here. So yeah, you know, they did they did good by having a really good match in a short period of time. So yes. so good for them. Good on them. We have new tag team champions, by the way, uh, which would all play into the main event, which I absolutely loved. Spoiler alert. Um, moving on. So, and then we had, can we get to, uh, the, the camera shot of the night, which was, which was, uh, somewhere randomly. I don't think we're down to the Tony Storm match yet. Oh, well, <laughs> then I, take <laughs> I take that statement back and I say one of the camera shot, one of the best camera there shots of the night. There we go. Was randomly in the middle of the upper deck of the crowd there. We see this multicolored haired woman with a Wyndham black armband on. Mercedes Monet, one Sasha Banks, is sitting in the crowd, and the place goes absolutely apeshit. Absolutely apeshit. Did, did you see the uh, the behind photo of that? I did not. She's wearing a knee brace, or she's wearing a walking boot. Really? Yeah, that's why they shot her. Sitting down. Like head up. <laughs> Sitting down. Yeah. Behind other people. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know that. I didn't see Ooh. That. Oh, no, we're not there yet. Never mind. I'm sorry. All right. Keep going. So just put a uh, bookmark on that. Put a pin in it. Put we'll get back to it. And it. Um, <laughs> if, if it. 
ironically, if we can either talk about all in or all out without having an all in or all out brawl backstage, uh-huh. that'd be fantastic. <laughs> that'd be absolutely fantastic because then we can just talk about the actual pay per view and not have to worry about you know other bullshit that's going on, especially when there's security cameras that documented the entire footage. Fucking Jack Perry and CM Punk. We are less than a year from the all out brawl out, and we are okay. back at it again. Please. Now it's only it's only less than a year. Okay, which is what I said. Sure, it's only less than a year, right? Because all out is next. It's this week. Okay, well it wasn't a it wasn't a break. (laughs) It wasn't a brawl. Maybe it's just a hair under a year. All right, so I will give you that. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you. Um, who's at fault? I cameras have to show that. The footage has to come Who out. Who is at fault for that? There is footage because and apparently needs to come out. On paper, is it Jack Perry? Probably. Mm. Okay. But the unwritten rules of fighting say that if somebody says, if anybody's got a problem with me, say it to my face. And then if that person comes and says it to your face, uh-huh. it's going to lead to a fucking fight. Right. So I put half the blame on Punk for that. If he tells me, if you got a problem with me, come up and say it to my face. And then I'm going to go, I got a fucking problem with you, bro. And then some shit's going to be said and someone's going to swing first. And the person who probably swing first was Jack. Jack. It was Jack. But also, I saw a video of like one of the first episodes of Collision mm-hmm. where it was Jack Perry in the ring with, uh, with Punk. Mm-hmm. And Punk just comes to him and he's like, you know, I'm going to kick your ass one day. <laughs> Welcome to one day. Um, uh, one day, fucking uh, Yahoo over here. The the um, uh, Jungle Boy, uh, basically on camera during their uh, zero hour match, uh, Hook and and Jack Perry turns the camera while there was a the limo that he came in on, and uh, turns the camera and basically says, uh, "You know what this is right here? Real glass. Go cry me river." Why was this even a thing? Well, um, Jack Perry obviously being a babyface turned heel, and uh, it was previously reported that CM Punk and Jack Perry were involved in a backstage argument where Punk argued with Perry over the uh, over Perry wanting to use real glass, which was a health hazard. And then during All In Zero Hour, Jack Perry defended the FTW Championship against Hook. During a particular spot with a limo, Jack Perry turned to camera and touched the windshield, mentioning that the glass is real, seemingly referencing his backstage argument with CM Punk. And then when they went backstage, the brouhaha. Now, why, Tony, why would you even have the fact that there could be the possibility of Jack Perry and CM Punk running into each other because one person's mass had just ended and the other person's was just about to begin. Literally. <laughs> Literally. It was back to back. That takes like two seconds back. of common sense back to, to figure out. Mr. Khan. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Why? You knew they were having problems. And then you put a Kenny Omega match right after. Yeah. I think. Wait, was that the third match? Uh, get to it that. went the real world championship and then the three way. It was real into but up up but up up yeah into uh the golden elite. Yeah, exactly. And what the fuck? Back to back to back. 
<laughs> you sandwich punk. Back to back to back problems. Well, you're running an eighty one thousand person paid uh, fan in attendance uh, stadium show. There you go. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Why would you even give yourself the headache of that possibility? Right. Plus, it was so early in the show. I bet people don't even remember that fucking Takeshita small package Kenny Omega for the win. Right. And everyone was just like, what the fuck was this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, right, what jump- did we do this for? We're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. Um, yeah. So I get angry sometimes. I, I apologize. I, I get it. I get it. It's it's all right. And we'll, we'll get we'll get that anger back in, in five minutes. Um. So so now the idea. So so with this match, which was a, a really good match, and it was the the backdrop onto said real glass that actually looked very painful. Hook gets the win. So we have a new FTW champion in Hook again. And now there's talk of suspension with this whole thing again. And Jack Perry being suspended as well as CM Punk. Yeah, what the fuck? And so now we get into the CM Punk match, which opened up the show. And uh, by the way, uh, Bleacher Report gave uh, the, the Hook, uh, the hook uh, Perry match a C plus. Okay. Um. The disrespect to my boy. Really? Going back to Hook, do you see the pop for the kid? Yeah. Kid got a pretty good pop very at 80,000 people. Yeah. I'm, that was very impressive to me. Yeah. And he said like all of 10 words total in promos. They're, I uh, fucking love it. I know. <laughs> it's it's always the guy. And, and and also with Orange Cassidy, too. And then he finally had a, a killer promo, too. And Dynamite. We'll get to that, to that oh, in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, according to Bleacher Report, their they're top, they're top takeaways, the three points that they say, Perry received a special entrance as he was driven in, in the arena with, with a limo. Real glass, Crimea River, set into camera. Um, said that as an aha moment amid reports that CM Punk told him not to use real glass in, in a promo a few weeks back. Perry bumped on it, but it meant nothing in the grand scheme of the match. Perry's heel, in the third point, Perry's heel work is really good. He's going to be a star in this role if he can avoid getting bogged down in pettiness and backstage nonsense. I completely agree with that. I, I, I do too. I don't know if that's why they gave the great the, the great so low, but anyway. So now, on the flip side, the air quote real world champion, CM Punk, taking on Samoa Joe, uh, in the first match of the official card. And uh <laughs> I think was there one match in the, was there any match in this in this entire thing where anybody did not bleed? Maybe the women's match? Because CM Punk immediately uh, got you know bladed or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, it's right. He bladed. when he when he had when he had the old school Ring of Honor spot where he took him by his legs and swung him into the table and his head was in yeah. the table and he I'm assuming he bladed inside the table. Um, it comes out and his head is all bloody. Why? Why would you even do that? You know they're going to be doing blood. Why would you start the day? Why would you start the pay per view off with blood? That <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, it means it makes it mean it makes John Moxley's Crimson Mask mean nothing because you knew it was coming. <laughs> it was inevitable. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's every that day. was a bad example. We knew it's a fucking it's, pay-per-view. It's every, but it's every fucking match. It's a Sunday. It's, Moxley's going to bleed. It's a day that ends in Y. Moxley's going to bleed. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Pepsi plunge on the top uh, rope was kind of gruesome <laughs> to watch only because Samoa Joe's a big boy. And CM Punk, very big boy. Yeah, and CM Punk is not. And so for him to do that Pepsi plunge off the top rope there, he, I mean, he got it. <laughs> he pulled it off, but woof, woof, a little help from Samoa Joe on that one uh, to retain the belt. And uh, I don't know if you saw the the photo backstage 
of the two of them with uh, officials yes smiling and hugging it out <laughs> which I, I i always find those very funny to watch them like it literally they they're coming from outside uh, from from you know from the ring to the backstage area they're all covered in blood and let's take a photo and it's literally the little standing... kid and you going that's not supposed to happen guys <laughs> kayfabe damn it he has his arm around they have their arms around each other and they're, they're smiling yeah. it's it's they're both smiling i've never seen samoa joe smile i don't know either <laughs> so weird so very weird uh so now we need to i'm gonna jump right to all out because all out emanating from his hometown in chicago that's the whole point of it being in chicago is you know getting the the, the cm punk rub if he's suspended which it wasn't officially said on any tv so far either, either or with jack perry too or on any social media or, or social media everybody's is, is Again, with the dirt sheets saying that they are suspended, but no, nothing official will come out from AEW, you know, Tony Khan himself. What are we going to do? Are we going to wait till after All Out, which I would assume that they would for business? Well, you know who you know who it fucks over? Who's that? Ricky Starks. Yeah. The reports are coming out that this is all supposed to lead to a uh, match at, at All Out. At All Out. And also with Punk, apparently with reports, reaming Tony Khan and chewing him out. The, the actual quote was he chewed him out. Um, but <laughs> in any other walk of life, if you chewed out your boss, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. So Punk having this cloud apparently, um, and having the ability to to have his own uh you know locker room, even though uh, also the reports with with travel in AEW. Which the, Tony Khan needs to kind of work on because if you saw the the photo of CM Punk on, on the on the train in the on tube the tube. And the tube in the tube with another fan going with the the sleep uh, uh, pose next to Punk with his luggage in hand, <laughs> it's like God of all of, and, and ironically it was CM Punk too, which I'm sure that's why he also got chewed out too because his his travel arrangements absolutely sucked. But there's also reports that people like Kenny Omega and others were absolutely appalled at the fact that they had to fly coach and and you know make it to uh to London on a six hour flight in in you know packed with the other miscreants of of uh let's of be honest of, yes the elite mm -hmm. by themselves mm -hmm. could have afforded a private jet they could have split the cost of renting a a private jet and flown out every member of the every, I'll even extend it to the golden elite fuck it mm -hmm. Hakoda Ibushi in there too everybody could have flown yeah yeah now i understand they're not all in the same place i get it mm -hmm. i do get it but i mean come on you you're the vice president of a of a fucking company and you are flying coach mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty hilarious to me and it should not happen yeah <laughs> oh god it, it's just it's it's absolutely insane. The whole thing is just it, it cracks me up having having all this go down in the midst of your biggest event of all time, and you just can't seem to get away from the drama. <laughs> and I, it's I don't I, I don't put this on 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 Tony. I think if it was not for CM Punk, honestly, because you know. If you call somebody out and say like, "Yo, Jack Perry's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out." Should could he have you know stayed silent about the whole thing? Sure. Could CM Punk not have said what he said about the glass? Sure. But again, he's looking out for. I feel like he was looking out 
in an indirect way, he's looking out for Perry's well-being. Because people like Perry, people like Darby Allen, will not be walking this earth, literally walking. I'm not talking about being dead. They will not walk in the next 10 years, continuing to do what they do. So, you know, maybe Punk was just kind of looking out for him. He's like, you know what, just kind of chill with that. <laughs> we we have sugar glass. We can use, like, fake glass. It's okay. Hey, was they the- did use fake glass later on in the night. Oh, with uh, Orange Cassidy? Yeah. I, I don't understand why we just can't, why we always have to prove, like, we, we are that guy. We always have to be that guy. Freaking, and trust me, pal, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. Ray Phoenix needs to be that guy by doing this flippy doodah shit and break his arm. We need to have, you know, uh, uh, he, Darius Martin, uh, uh, any Martin brother break his leg because, you know, they have to do this other flippy doodah shit. Like, okay, in 2021 to 2023 wrestling, it's not the most necessary thing because are we talking about it now in a, in a good light? No, you, you broke your limb. So we're talking about it in a negative light. And the, you can go to wrestle on another day. We all have bad matches. We all have bad things that happen during wrestling. Fight another day. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We were just literally talking about Bray Wyatt having terrible matches, terrible ideas for matches, but the idea was still there. Move on to another day. It's okay. We don't need to have this where you're proving you're the bigger guy. I don't know. I feel like I feel like my whole rant. I'm not. I'm not defending Punk in any way, even though I'm a huge fan of his. I'm not defending him. He was also in the wrong. But Jack could have just kind of like taken a, you know, taken one on the on the side and just be like, you know what, I'll, we'll just move on. It's fine. But now we're in this situation where we don't know what's happening with All Out, and again, we're we're constantly pushing this like set the match up now, set the match up now. You know, we have a card for All Out. I do have it on my screen right now. There are matches involved. Would I have known what these matches were had it not been for, say, Dynamite or Collision a week before? No. <laughs> no. So, th- again, this is the, the downside of, of booking last minute, but here we are. And again, as you said, Ricky Sarks is, might be out of a match. Well, no, I believe reports are coming out that Ricky Starks has challenged another Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> to a match, and they will have a face-to-face confrontation on Collision. Oh Lord! Okay, tomorrow night. Okay, fair enough. So, hey, maybe, hey, Ric Flair had one last match. Who's to say Ricky the Dragon can't have one more? I think the Dragon's got one more in him. But Tony, 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 if <laughs> you have the money, you send him out with another Dragon. Komodo dragons, fine. I will accept that. <laughs> uh-huh. If you have an actual one, that would be ideal. Uh-huh. But I mean, even a crocodile, some type of fucking reptilian. That's what we need to see. <laughs> okay. We need another solid Ricky the Dragon entrance in my book, or at least give him the wings on his little suit for his entrance. I'll accept that as well. That's all fine and good to me. All fine and good. Uh, we move on. So, as you said, I think the Golden Elite uh, versus Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Konoshke Takeshita. Always easy for me. Here we go. I'll take it. Always easy for me. Once I see the name, I got it. It's just, I, don't know, I, I wasn't into, you know. New Japan at all, so all these names. I I feel like I'm like uh, Kevin Kelly. I, I I just like 
uh, against uh, Rusav and uh, Andruda Adelo. Right? That I said that right. Got it. Um. Anyway, that show was hilarious. <laughs> Andrade Idiolo. Idiolo. No, oh. that's not it. <laughs> Try again. Um. Can I also say that? Uh, no, you can't. I will say. Uh, the entrance, by the way, one of my favorite entrances of any pay per view ple ever. I love the I love the tunnel aspect of it. I love that there is like LEDs and throughout the entire oh, tunnel. Oh yeah. When they when the the camera pans in there, they're at the back of the tunnel, and it's just nothing but LEDs coming out to the the full screen in front. I I love that shit. I thought it was really inventive, and I I I hope that they do it again next year when they're back in Wembley. Um, I get is that so. I, I'm trying to remember uh, Royal Rumble 08 in MSG because that's the kind of feel that it had for me. Uh, okay. All right. I don't know. I don't remember if there were LED. Obviously, they didn't have an LED fucking walkway. Right. I don't even think that was invented at the time. Uh, <laughs> was, was this the, the Cena return? Yeah, the Cena return. Right. No, it was, wasn't that just the door? It was like the. Oh, that was the door. You're right. 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 Shit, you're right. And he came out. And he so, came yeah, out. one of a kind. Right. Never seen before. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Takeshita with the roll-up win on that one. And and you seemed like you were perturbed by it after having this entirety <laughs> of this Golden Elite match. Um, yeah. And, and, I all, mean, and all the V-triggers. As soon as I wazoo. saw it, I go, oh, this is how they set up for All Out. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like it, you could have gone. I feel like the match should have taken taken place there. I feel like Takeshita versus Omega should have taken place in London as opposed to in Chicago. Because because now you're faced with the fact of Kenny Omega as a babyface versus Takeshita as a heel. Now that works almost anywhere, but they're in Chicago. And Kenny Omega is not too favored in Chicago with the fans. As of right now. Now, why is that? Oh. Well, there's a little known man from Chicago. Some might call him a Chicago-made punk. His name's Phil. And, <laughs> and he I'll, I'll talk about this doesn't like this people who are associated with anything to do with Kansas. The band, birds say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. That was too far. That was too far. My brain was working too hard on that one. <laughs> because because the band Chicago is so much better? Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh, I love when we just bring things together. Anyway, uh Takeshita with the roll-up win on this one. And um again, this is if if for nothing else, the ma- the match great. Uh, let's see. Uh the match was great. The ending you go, oh, this is how they set up for this, what to call it. Okay, I guess. For all out, correct. Um mo- according to Bleacher Report, moments of disjointed action, occasional sloppy spots. A lot can be attributed to trying to include as much as possible in the time allotted. It wasn't. It wasn't a long match. It was a. It was a shorter. Uh, it was on the short. The shorter end. Um, and then, as, as it says here, the obvious direction following uh, will be Omega squaring off against Takeshita uh, mm-hmm. with Don Callis in his corner, and so they gave it a B. Um, I can agree with that. I, I, and I also read online a lot. The only reason it's not a C is because of the people who were involved in the match. Correct. And I also, but to that end. Uh, a lot of, uh, not hate, but a lot of like just negative uh, feelings towards Kota Ibushi and just like his ring acumen. I don't know if it's because he's been rusty or he's just been out of the ring for a while, but a lot of people online just kind of like going 
going at him. I feel like that because that's just strong style. Mm. Okay. I feel like he's just too good at Japanese strong style. He's not the king of strong style because that's Shinsuke Nakamura. But he's very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. Um, so they gave that one a B. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> Let's see here. So oh, and then uh, FTR versus Young Bucks. Third in trilogy. Uh, I, I really thought Young Bucks were going to have this one. I, I really did. Um, uh, so- I did too because it was like, you know, the biggest event in pro wrestling history and they run the company. <laughs> so they were going to pull the uh, the creative uh, the creative card. Good good on them. You know what? Good on them for not uh, not pulling that that off. Exactly. Um, we don't want to win, but we do want a Freddie Mercury tribute. Yes. <laughs> how, and how many tributes? It by seemed the way? like a running fact. We go okay. One person with a Freddie Mercury tribute can win. Anyone else is losing. There you go. Uh, how many tributes? By the way, did we? I think we had two. Right. What? Two queen tributes? Uh, three. Three. Yes. I will name all of them right now if you want. Uh, go on. I already know one. You had the jackets for the Young Bucks. Correct. That was, I believe, Freddie Mercury possibly at Wembley at one point. That's for, well, Live Aid was the greatest concert. Was it Live Aid? The li- was the yellow at Live Aid? Greatest concert of all time. I remember fucking him in a goddamn wife beater. Well, yeah, no, it ended up him, you know, singing like Bohemian Rhapsody and wife beater with the half mic stand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's every he's got the half mic. That's just a queen. That's a Freddie Mercury staple. Sure, we all know that sure, at sure, that point. Sure, sure, sure. So you had that one. Uh, we will rock you for Soraya. Correct. Which, honestly, personally, in my opinion, not the greatest music selection of the entire night. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. And uh, Jericho with Fozzie to be to start bef- right before uh, Judas started. He did the hey, oh. yeah, right, 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 yes, yes. Which so yeah, count them three Freddie Mercury tributes, but uh, uh, Oasis, fucking the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I mean, I could go on for days on fucking way but, more popular British rock bands than Queen. The Rolling Stones and the Beatles, I put up there. That's just me personally. Good. All right, don't come at me for that. I will. Res- don't come at me for that. <clears throat> the Stones, <clears throat> the Stones and the Beatles. I will respectfully say, fuck off. Um, are bigger bands than Queen, in my opinion. Yes, because they had a longer. No, oh, no, the Beatles were what seven, eight years. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and Queen wasn't that. And long. And look at the range of their freaking what you call it, of their catalog. Again. You have to take into account. It's just a personal opinion. You have to take into account where this was taking place. <laughs> it was in Wembley Stadium where they had I understand the that. greatest if it's concert the of the cavern. All yes. Time. Okay. okay. We do all Beatles tributes. Okay. All right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> if they did, if they had a I'm match. I'm with you. Okay. Had, move if, on. If this, Fuck. If they had a match. You could have had. My point being is they're not one. There's not one if they, other British rock band they, that could have used a tribute no, in front of 80,000 people no, in Wembley Stadium. Absolutely no, not, absolutely not, not one. If they had a ring set up. Paul on, McCartney. If they had a fucking ring set up on Abbey Road, they would play nothing but Beatle tributes. <laughs> I'm sure. But they didn't. They had it at Wembley Stadium. So there's that. Also. Um, David Bowie? Okay. Bowie never played Wembley? I don't know. Come on. I mean, uh, I get the Wembley aspect. Queen is most me known three? for Wembley. <laughs> it's queen it's queen that's it that is it and next year when they do it again more queen bring it on uh ftr and I- if they do more queen next year i'm gonna be fucking furious man 
There's so many other British fucking rock stars, rock stars. Forget about the whole bands, but rock stars in general. There's so many more that could have deserved that tribute. I get it. <laughs> Wembley, Freddie Mercury. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, okay. Do I you fucking go? get it. God do damn you, it. Do you? Apparently you don't. FTR. There's so many more, though. <laughs> they had three has nothing... tributes to what, one person. What part aren't you, are you not you getting? One particular, you, not... you give it to... Well, oh, fuck. You probably give it to Soraya. What are you Lick not Chris getting? This is Wembley. It's Wembley. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about other bands. Wembley. Queen is known with Wembley. That's it. Again, if there were another, it was another stadium. It was another band that was known for that place. Fine, all well and good. If they had a wrestling match at Sullivan Theater, I'm sure the Beatles would, would get it also there too. <laughs> know the location. <laughs> know your spot. By the way, I have, I have a funny. I'm going to put a pin in this too. I have a, some notes in my phone here that I found very funny. Uh, with FTR and Young Bucks, uh, they every spot that they could possibly think of. Uh, on, on this one here, um, with, with uh, you know Meltzer drivers and, <laughs> and multiple Meltzer drivers uh, in this match, um, I, I love that the crowd was split between both sides. Uh, with the chance, uh, uh, again commentating on this one was was insane. I loved uh, Nigel McGuinness as I mentioned before. Um, just it, again, absolutely incredible all around. With FTR retaining. And th them going for the, the handshake at the end. And Young Bucks kind of blowing them off. You know what that means. We got a fourth We're one. getting two more matches. We get, we get two more matches. Although, when they, they had the uh, the backstage footage and they showed that and, and uh, Young Bucks are coming in backstage and, and FTR you know, uh, confronts them. They were like, no, nah, we were just in the moment. We were upset, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, who comes into frame, but... The uh, 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 the bang, bang, the bang, 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 gang. There you go. <laughs> the Bullet Club Gold. Um, and then they set them. They set themselves up for a match a week later. <laughs> so now we've already set up for All Out. In that moment, right then and there, we waste no time. We have three. You have three. Let's go. Let's just do it. And that is so the, are the that Bucks is the turning heel against FTR. That is the AEWA. Um, oh, we have, yeah, I'm sorry. You have four. We have four. Uh, I, I'm I gonna assume. Sure. Because right, they, they, the Bucks are going to turn, or does FTR turn heel? Or does FTR turn heel? Hmm. Now let me ask you this: How long does a copyright last? Could they feasibly have the copyright for the revival? Why would they want to go back to the revival? Because when their name is the, the whole FTR. thing about this. If you remember the lead up to the match, it was like, yeah, their name we was made. a joke that Cody made on our fucking YouTube channel. Right, right. That could, that could have some type of resentment in my eyes. I don't know. That's just me, though. We could. It should be fun to. Uh, I'm going to say that they're that the Bucks are going to turn on FTR. That's my official prediction for that match. It all out. All right, but only time will tell. I would say FTR was going to turn. Yeah. Uh, and they gave uh, they gave that uh, a match an A. Uh, Matt Jackson super kicking Harwood off the apron, preventing a hot tag, perfectly timed. Harwood stacking up Nick Jackson in an O to the finish of the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart at Wembley, SummerSlam 92, mm -hmm. which also, by the way, one of my favorite stories of wrestling, wrestling folklore, being that Bulldog completely blitzed cocaine out of his mind. For, oh, for that match. all coked up. <laughs> and Bret Hart just basically. And, and Bret Hart carrying through that match. But if you watch the match, Bulldog took the bumps and, and made the spots. Like, it wasn't like he was like, he wasn't, he wasn't pulling a Jeff Hardy versus Sting in TNA. Like, he was actually 
doing well in the match. Um, no, the bulldog was uh, r- using a thing in his body called muscle memory. Muscle memory. That's it. There you <laughs> go. Uh, Cash Wheeler just eating a 450 splash attempt. Um, uh, call back to the team's full gear 2020 match. Um, uh, the finish was perfectly timed. Excellent exclamation point on the contest. Bucks refusing the, the post-match handshake. So that was an A. Next match, Stampede of the Stadium Variety. And uh, Orange Cassidy versus Tremperetta, uh, Chuck Taylor, Eddie Kingston, and Penta Zero. Miedo versus John Moxley, Claudio, Wheelie Yuta, Santana Ortiz. No Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, because travel issues. Travel issues. Travel issues. Gotta love also, that. technically it was six on five. Because not only did you have Penta El Cero Miedo, you also had Penta Oscuro come out. <laughs> I can't believe we got a five faces of Foley. I know. You got a whole different <laughs> for one spot. He literally came out for, for one, one spot. spot. Penta, that was great. Penta came and he out fucked it up. And he... <laughs> you had one job. He came out beginning of the match, was all fighting, all well and good. You didn't see him because he went backstage, went up the, up the ramp, went backstage to the merchandise area. All of a sudden, they come back out, <laughs> and then they have new music come on, and Penta Oscuro. Oscuro comes out. Penta Oscuro comes out, and in all red, does the spot on Santana, correct? Yes. And uh, Who, by the way, on man, the, on the ladder, yoked. He got jacked. He got super jacked. The reconstruction, definitely, indeed. He, <laughs> he got super jacked. So Santana got yeah the ladder didn't hold, that fell apart, and then when they did the he did the moonsault, uh, like power bomb, uh, was under the table. Yeah. Uh, the the ladder just completely just crumbled and <laughs> missed a spot on on the table that looked like it hurt. Uh, and that was now it. I want to point this out. That was those it. ones. The end of, of Penta was was that was at the end of his night was that that spot that was it. I am now convinced that the ladders at. What WWE pay-per-view was just in London? I'm drawing a blank right now. Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. The ladders at Money in the Bank. Right. Right. I am positive were not British products. Like well Those were fine American craft steel, probably from Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> because these uh, things were definitely British made because they crumbled like out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. A breath would have. <laughs> ah, shit. Fucking ladder <laughs> fell. Yes, uh, O2 Arena. That's right. Uh, back in July. Um, anyway, or or maybe AEW doesn't want to put the money into buying like, actually good products. I don't know. Seems it could be. It could be. Listen, yeah. we don't need we don't need stable ladders. We'll, we'll buy fucking Queen for Soraya. Sure. That's what we're gonna do with sure. our money. <laughs> there you go. It's all about her. Well, let Let's talk about the spot. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk about the spot. Which uh, the spot? The spot, which is there was the John Moxley spot. Okay, I'm sorry, there were multiple. Yeah, the Penta skewering the head out of John Moxley spot. Fucking hell! I love. Listen, I just want to point this out to you. I love pro wrestling, man. <laughs> that shit was awesome. It was. He did it. For, he did it in Japan, and then it totally made my shit pucker. But man, was it fucking great to watch! The the idea of taking the the skewers, putting them on his head, and then him taking his hand and slapping them into Moxley's head, and then yes. whatever remained, the rest of them popped out, and whatever remained in his head was just sticking in his. 
the best thing ever he when Moxley go- goes, shit, I know I need this visual. So he's like, all right, I just need to fucking flick this little one right here. And then a whole handful of them are going to fall off. Right. And then it's going to look like I got a fucking mohawk skewers. <laughs> Renee doesn't say like, honey. Cut the fucking shit. Like, what are you doing? You have a daughter, man. <laughs> you have to live for you your daughter. Child, you have okay? a child. You Which, need to live, ironically, bro. Ironically, if you watch Moxley, like, in the last couple times, he's played to the kid demographic. Like, on, on Dynamite, there was a girl that said it, was, it had a sign who said it was my birthday, and he went back over and, like, caressed her face. In, in the time before that, he gave, like, a high five to this little kid. Like, he, he's playing to the kid crowd, even though being a heel. But you have a daughter at home. <laughs> what are we doing having skewers in our brain? What, what? You don't need to do this, Dean. <laughs> Cut it out, Ambrose. Uh, and they gave that match a D, by the way. I, I love the grades on these. Um, none of the spots were particularly memorable, according to, I mean, we just talked about memorable spot. Uh, outside of momentary reaction that garnered so- on social media, mostly because there has been a desens- desensitization. I didn't say it right. To it in the last three months, Cassidy breaking out his uh, lackadaisical shell and pulling out all the stops as he earned the win should have meant so much more. And uh, he had the uh, the spot where he taped up his hand and then dropped the the uh, the fake glass on the on the mat, put his hand that was in awesome to finally get the the that spot on uh, Claudio to get the punch, the Superman punch on that. Um, and then, you know Cass- Cassidy gets the win all bloodied up. Uh, their 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 uh, points here. Uh, Moxley enduring the, the cooking skewers in the forehead. Stumbling around to sell the image of violence. Uh, Santana powerbombed Penta through chairs, leaving the former tag team uh, champion unable to continue. Uh, Moxley stabbed Cassidy in the forehead with a fork several times. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to Sue, by the way. I'm saying this. Shout out to Sue who brought the car in. Uh, got he brought the, the white van and got a huge pop. Uh, was able to get that van in over from uh, America, apparently. I, no, she wasn't. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know who the fuck thought that Sue was driving that goddamn thing. <laughs> you don't even know if she got her international driver's license, man. How is that? A thing? And you know that it's right-handed steering. Uh, Kingston making. What a- are you doing? I know it's right-handed. <laughs> like, wow, different. Sue brought her car. Sue, I can't believe Sue got a driver's license in England. Bitch, <laughs> she's on the fucking left-hand side. That's the passenger side, she dumbass. Only, she only had to drive straight, dude. It wasn't like she had to make a turn. <laughs> she just had to drive the car straight. That's it. But it was on the wrong side of the vehicle. It's in London, ain't it? Uh, oh, yeah. Right. King, Kingston, according to this, Kingston making another dramatic late match return, this time with a steel chair wrapped in barbed wire, attacking Castagnoli in a moment of cont- continuity uh, uh, in his hatred for the ROH world champion. At some point, we have to take that belt off of him and put, give it to Kingston, right? I mean, yeah, it's it'll only- probably be at like our Ring of Honor final battle or fucking death before this honor and or some then, shit like and that. And then the point, the last point they make, Penta reemerging later as Penta Oscuro, the darker version of of the Luchador, period, whatever, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just remembered something. Uh, In the zero hour, I totally forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Your boy finally made an appearance. Who's up? Simon Miller. Yes. <laughs> yes, in green shirt and all. It's just a, yeah. Oh man, I that was fucking very... yoke too. I thought, yeah, he's jacked. I, I, I he's love so that. So jacked. Shout out, shout out to Simon. Um, so in watching this, I really I know we're going long here, but uh, I made some notes watching this, and I did it while high. So in my notes, I love this. Oh man, so... I'm gonna pull up my water. I'm ready. Go <laughs> hit me. So I wanted to type in my, the title for these notes in my phone. I wanted to do wrestling notes. It corrected. And it said wrestling nerds. It said it corrected notes to bites. So these are my wrestling bites. 
Uh, Paul Paul White is really good with analysis. Uh, Wait, wait, time out. Yes. I smell a title. I smell a title. Wrestling Bites. Uh, As I mentioned, love love the entrance. Uh, Speaking of that match, what the hell was hanging from Moxie's eye? Was that flesh? Oh, I didn't notice that. Watch that. Watch that back. It's Eddie is is the match is over. Eddie is leaning on Moxley on the floor. They're both on their butts, and they're and, my, and Eddie is giving Moxley the, the middle finger in his face with something hanging from his eyeball. I don't know. I was like, is that flesh? Um, how much did Khan pay for We Will Rock You? Um, popped hard. So much. Popped hard for Judas Live. Uh, the lone guy. We'll get to this. The lone guy pushing MJF through the smoke kind of took away from the whole thing. There was, if you look, if you notice behind him, there was. You see MJF kind of in his chair in his throne, getting like just every time he does that, you see him like getting pushed like this. Like it's like he's going back and forth, getting jerked back and forth. There's one person pushing him, but from behind. Yeah, and you just saw it. I was like that. That seemed kind of weird. Uh, Bryce Remsburg is a hell of a referee <laughs> because he took the Panama Sunrise from Adam Cole, and you know what? I don't think I've ever seen a referee do that. Kudos to Bryce. And, and probably one of the greatest wrestling bump re, uh, referee bumps. Oh, uh, ever. Um, and seek and destroy by Metallica for Sting and Darby Allen was absolutely insane. That was the greatest wrestling <laughs> entrance I've ever seen. I love that song mm. so much. And it's one I feel like whenever people think of Metallica, they go, Master of Puppets, Ender Sandman, okay, whatever. But then you start getting into like the Unforgiven, Blacken, mm-hmm. and Seek and Destroy. Mm-hmm. If you know Seek and Destroy, you are a Metallica fan. Mm-hmm. And that popped me so much. Yeah, yeah. I cannot express to you how much I love that fucking song. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, that- it's also because I learned how to play it on the guitar as a kid. <laughs> or no, on the bass as a kid. On uh, Guitar Hero? No. Good for you. On the actual bass. On the actual bass. The bass guitar. Women's World Championship. A dub, uh, Soraya versus uh, Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus your champion, Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida. Uh, and I, I, I felt this was going to go down. I felt two things were, were going to go down. I love when there are two members of a team that are in the same match, inevitably, something goes down. Uh, so that's exactly what happened with Tony Storm and Soraya. Um, there was a accidental spot because Soraya's family was were front row. And well, they came with the entrance. They came with the entrance, and Mom was holding uh, Britt Baker, I believe, or was it Sheeta? Uh, Britt, I think she was holding. We'll her, go with Britt, holding Britt's arms, and Tony came, and Britt moved and hit <laughs> Soraya's mom. Soraya's mom named Soraya. Soraya, Soraya Junior. Um, so took offense to that. Soraya Senior. <laughs> Soraya Senior got hit. Soraya Junior took offense when he got in the ring. Okay. Tony, Tony, okay. Tony Storm tried to walk away, and then Soraya grabbing her hair, and then the two of them going at it, uh, leading up to it's, and then the outcasts. All the outcasts were involved in this match. Uh, Ruby Soho coming in, trying to uh, stop them from fighting each other. Tony Storm bashing her in the face. So the outcasts seem to be on the outs. Um, no uh, pun intended, and. Who gets the pin is Soraya on Tony Storm for the win. And we have a new in London in it women's world champion in Soraya. And I I I popped hard for this one too, because I feel like this is one of those Brian Danielson edge moments where you're just like, Yeah, you never saw this coming again because you were supposed to be hurt. And you well, have because that was the three. At one point you go, I cannot believe 
that this particular injury, a neck injury, has taken not only Edge, not only Daniel Bryan, but Soraya's young career. Oh, well, Soraya's young wrestling life in wrestling. Wrestling, because she still had the management. Her wrestling career has been very, very long. <laughs> it has, yes, yes. And, but she is but young. But as far as wrestling, uh, WWE had no choice but to make her like a manager. Um took a pause on on wrestling did the 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 online you know uh 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 streaming thing came back to AEW and won the damn belt in front of her people and so with with family in in hand so you know kudos to her on in this kind of full circle moment and her coming back and also I also say kudos to uh I say it said before say it again Samoa Joe had was dead to rights in WWE there was nothing that Vince was going to do for this guy and now he is just, I mean, he, he's, he wasn't done. <laughs> he wasn't done as clearly as you saw in this match. You clearly see with his, with all these matches now, he's not done. So, uh, you know, if, if you truly believe that there is still life to your career and you're not getting it from where you were, you know, we, what have we learned in this lesson? All three of them, ironically. Move on. We might see Edge and AEW. Who knows? <laughs> that might be a thing too. If if they're not going to extend his contract, we ironically might have all three in AEW, and you all have this. And now you have four former WWE people making a resurgence in their career because they knew they're not done. They weren't done. So there's that. So kudos to Soraya and her, and her her win. Uh, we have a new champion. Um, and they gave it a they gave it a C. Okay. Uh, this this probably might have been I, I I may agree with that maybe I give like a B minus C plus. Um, Funny story about that yeah. with her family coming out. Her brother, UK wrestler known as Zach Zodiac, <laughs> he came out with Soraya and all that, mm -hmm. and I believe he was on Busted Open talking about it, and mm -hmm. he was saying that he didn't know he was doing that, and he just had like regular clothes on or, or whatever it was, and they told him come on we're we're going to get fucking you know we're we're walking out like let's go it was like ten, he didn't know he was doing this until like 10 minutes before she actually walked out fucking, fucking aew man <laughs> f and aew uh um, listen i understand you want to work the people okay but, but gotta, don't work the wrestlers into a shoot brother yeah, you gotta let the, you gotta let the, the people that are going to entertain know what's what's happening yeah uh sting and darby allen taking on uh Strickland and, and Cage, Christian Cage in a coffin match. Uh, Searching <laughs> and destroy. I will never get over that, man. Seek and destroy. That was um, great. The only thing that will make it up to me even better is if someone comes out to the song Meet Joe Black. That's the only thing that will be, be any better for me. <laughs> there you go. Um, which, by the way, he used also. I, I didn't know this until I did the research on this. He also used it for his final WCW uh, theme with Seek and Destroy. Uh, Sting. Was it? Yeah. Oh wow, was Stinger? Um, uh, Man, Tony Khan. Tony Khan does love a good callback. He does a good callback, and he, listen, and, and that for for all the stuff that he, apparently he is cheap on, he's not cheap on music. <laughs> so kudos to oh, Tony Khan. No. He will pay for that theme song. Um, I just really want to know how much Thunderstruck is, because he's paid an absurd amount for different people's music. He's but he wouldn't pay for Thunderstruck for Thunderosa at first. And like that was supposed to be a thing, and I was like, "How much is that?" I wonder if he didn't see one it. one time. I remember hearing one time five hundred grand. I wonder if he didn't see it in Thunder Rosa. Maybe it's, you know, kind of like have to. It has to be worth your your dollar. No, right? it was supposed to happen. I'm pretty sure Jericho. I heard it on Jericho podcast. It mm -hmm. was supposed to ha like 
Thunderstruck was supposed to happen, but it just got too fucking. No, okay. It was way too much money. Okay. Uh, which is crazy because he has to pay for Judas. <laughs> right. Tony Khan has to pay has for to pay the license own, of Judas because Jericho doesn't own it. <laughs> what? Uh, is that true? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He doesn't own his own band's song? Is it through a record company? Oh, maybe that's true. If Chris doesn't own the masters, Tony Khan has to fucking license it out. But if he wrote the song, then he gets he gets credit for the song. So he gets, but he gets royalties for that. He gets credit for it, yeah. But all right, so did did Taylor Swift write her songs? Because she didn't own she doesn't own her songs. I'm sure she doesn't write all her songs. I don't know. A lot of maybe every single artist, with the exception of maybe. Oh no, the Beatles. Yeah, fucking Michael Jackson bought the entire re- record collection of the Beatles because they didn't own any of their masters. And you're telling me that the Beatles didn't write their own fucking music? Well, some of them they did do covers on. Yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Anyway, Everybody does a goddamn cover. Moving on. Yes. Singing Darby Allen versus uh, Strickland and Cage. Uh, again, absolutely love Christian Cage and this this whole thing and him <laughs> claiming to be a TNT champion. Um, the Again, the spots with Allen, man, I... F- I cringe every time I see Alan do these spots. He did a coffin drop from the top top rope outside onto the coffin. Strickland moves and he cracked himself on onto the coffin lid. There was you want to talk about a crazy spot? No give. What is Nick Wayne doing? I know he this is this is dynamite from last week, but what is Nick Wayne or collision maybe? Nick Wayne took a freaking he did a a, a cutter from the top rope onto the dudes on the floor. Right. <laughs> Break somebody's neck. You could break your own spine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know how a cutter works. You have to land on your own back. Yeah, I, I'm telling which you, which means you went from the top rope to hold them and land on your own back. That's Darby, dumb. Darby, look at Hogan. I'm telling you, look at look at what your future is going to entail because and he's 70. Forget about Hogan. Look You're at doing Matt. this now. Look at Matt Hardy. You're doing this now, man. Like this is just. <sighs> Anywho, uh, the the. Almost win came with Strickland. Uh, we're getting Sting in, into the ring, but then he had the bat <laughs> to stop the lid from closing. I thought that was was pretty cool. Um, I thought the best thing about it was he he knew the crowd, so he's not going to bring a baseball bat to Wembley Stadium in London. No, all right. Uh, obviously, he brings a cricket a cricket bat. bat. <laughs> all right. Uh, finally, they get uh, Swerve Strickland in there after the coffin drop, and I coincidentally though nobody said this, but Str- if you look, Strickland's hair is sticking out of the back. So technically, you didn't close it all. I, the way. <laughs> I did know. I did notice that. So technically, we might have to rematch. I don't know. Anyway, uh, singing, singing. I smell. I smell a retirement. I smell retirement. Let's see here. What are the notes on this? All, all of what these four attempted was overshadowed by the chaos of Stadium Stampede nonsense earlier. Okay, <laughs> I guess this guy wasn't a fan. Oh, uh, don't do it. That man is a father. <laughs> That would, you know what that line got me. Nigel McGuinness is hysterical with that because the whole thing with Christian Cage and uh, his his wrongdoing of his daughter was absolutely hysterical. Nigel um, McGuinness and Corey Graves are on the same tier for me. But actually, I think they're both like great. They're quick witted. Mm-hmm. They know all the freaking move sets and everything. They can they could color commentate. They could analyze. They could freaking play by play. They could do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a baseball bat that Sting used to stop the lid from closing. Um, yes, that was a baseball bat. We're talking about the first one was yes, a cricket bat. It was a cricket bat, yes. Um, and so they get the win on that one. 
Uh, Chris Jericho, as we mentioned before, doing his uh, Judas Live with uh, Sammy Guevara coming out uh, against Will Ospreay. Uh, did you know an Osprey is a bird? I did not. I did. I lied. I did. Yes. I did. Not. I had it, and then someone reminded me. I go, oh yeah, it is a bird. It is a bird. Yeah. And they're up by this lake. Oh well, when you uh, go see one, give it a stunner. Uh, I will. <laughs> I will. Okay, come here. And that osprey, that osprey will give me a fucking seven star sell on that stunner. I guarantee it. <laughs> he's if he's anything like his father. <laughs> That long ass neck, just do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Don Callis coming out uh, with uh, Will Osprey, and um, God, he's he's so good. Also, shout out to uh, the Jacksons, uh, who uh, I think it was Nick who on his social media feed gave a bunch of shout outs to different wrestlers. One of them was to uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, mm-hmm. thanking him for uh, uh, if it wasn't for him that they would they wouldn't still be in AEW. He said, you're going to hate this. And then <laughs> Eddie Kingston replying back, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very cute. Um, and then also them shouting out saying, uh, I hope Kenny doesn't read this, but Will Ospreay, greatest wrestler <laughs> on the planet, basically. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. How about that? Some dissension in the elite? Uh, question mark? <laughs> no. uh, and then they all shouted out FTR for giving them the uh, no, five-star match <laughs> and uh, to run it again. Um, Some fucking some surfer dudes from Rancho Cucamonga, California, pulling off an eighty thousand seat arena in Lund- in a different country. In a different country, it's fucking nuts, man! Uh, it really is. And for Jericho at fifty two, fifty three, uh, don't say fifty two at this point, because um, you just celebrated him. Well, we celebrated him during COVID, fifty years old. So I'm assuming two years later, at be fifty two, to be able to to. Pull this off hey, with. I don't know if you know this. It's three years after COVID. But also, there was nobody in the crowd in 2021 too. So yeah, you're right about that. That I mean, we could just also look up on a, a device to see how old he is. Is that? Nah, it's um, all right. It's better to just guess. <laughs> He's 75. <laughs> He's the oldest wrestler on the planet. Uh, but uh, Will Osprey getting the win. So now he has, as he mentioned in his Anit Brav uh, promo. Please uh, fill in the blanks for me. He now has a win against uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah, what? Uh, he has a win against uh, New Japan in uh, Omega, Okada, Okada, and Jericho. And now Jericho. Yeah, he's going for wrestler of the year. He's beat the top three. Well, I mean Jericho, not really, but mm. he's beaten the top two people. What people consider the top two greatest wrestlers in the world. He's going for wrestler of the year. Uh, let's see here. Um, he says though in this article, perhaps booking Osprey with, with Callus was the wrong call given the status of the hometown hero here. Uh, crowd was all behind him and was booing Jericho, which I, I completely agree with. Um, and then Gravar getting the uh, uh, the baseball bat to hit Osprey uh, didn't work after the match. Jericho shoving Gravar uh, away, uh, basically being frustrated, and that led to dynamite. Um, man, we saw one. <laughs> We're trying to go through this like quick. All right, we have two more matches. Let's do this. Um, the trio championship with House of Black taking on the acclaimed. Uh, and uh, with with badass Billy Gunn. I thought those were very uh, just all kinds of funny. Uh, shout out to House of Black paying tribute to Bray Wyatt with the uh, the lantern. I thought that was, that was awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Caster, including the line about Prince Andrew and his pre-match rap, <laughs> true or big pop? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ufa. 
Uh, Bro, I thought I thought we were going to get some fucking King's Guard in there and get, fucking remove him forcibly from that the goddamn arena after that line. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Well, Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew's not really liked over there, so, uh, yeah, whatever. He's not, but he's still part of the royal family, dude. He's still not liked at all, so. I don't know. I, they didn't, so he's, they're still not arrested. Uh, Babyface is getting a huge pop with the Sesame Timbers on Julia Hart. Wait, wait for Julia Hart to take that spot. That was um, also, and I don't think any other man on that roster is going to get away with it except Anthony Bowens. Right, right. <laughs> sure, I, I, I didn't even think about that. Uh, Brody King uh, leveling uh, uh, Black, apparently setting up for a babyface comeback, maybe, sort of. Uh, hard pulling uh, Aubrey Edwards out of the ring, breaking up the count, and then uh, Brody King kicking out of... Uh, uh, the arrival and the mic drop at one, and then they fired off more, more, two more versions of that, uh, of that move and won, won the belt. So now we have new trios champions. Uh, as as also seen on Dynamite, they they have new belts with the scissors on the back. That was awesome. I thought that was great. <laughs> that was great. And then our main event, coming full circle, Adam Cole versus MJF. Uh, I don't think we've spent more time on one pay per view in our entire uh, uh, history of this show. Um, then all in London. So, Adam Cole and MJF, <clears throat> excuse me, this match, uh, taking all the kinds of twists and turns until Roderick Strong and his broken neck coming out, uh, and really thought that uh, Adam Cole was going to do this turn. I, I really thought, we talked about it last uh, last week, thought that it was going to happen with Cole uh, siding with, uh, with, with Strong and Kingdom, not to be, uh, telling him to get out of here, uh, MJF getting the win on on this one. Uh it really did have a like according to the article, big match feel. It did have a really really big big match feel. Everybody was into this match. The crowd was all yeah. all kinds of behind it. Um they had their Ring of Honor tag team champion and the shirts. Uh they had their their shirts on until they didn't have their shirts on <laughs> because Cole got upset and took it off. Uh Cole saying we may be friends but I'm better than you. Um and you know it. And you know it. Uh, MJF trying to uh, tombstone Cole on the announce table couldn't do it. A lot of a lot of those like t- uh, you know kind of torn uh, feelings <laughs> and emotions. Um, tr- also, that my my favorite spot of the night it's with uh, again Simon Miller with Goofy Wrestling for Life, the chair spot where the referee was out and uh, uh, that was had, one of the most innovative things. I've had ever the seen chair. In my life. <laughs> Cole fell. He gave him through go throwing the chairs back and forth. Cole falls. MJF's like, eh, okay. Puts the chair on his head. He he goes to the mat. <laughs> Referee, of course, wrestling. Finally gets up at that point. And Cole's like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Um MJF refusing to use the diamond dynamite diamond ring. Uh Cole doing the uh uh the Panama Sunrise on Remsburg. <laughs> Unconscious, strong, trying to uh to get him to use the world title. Cole refusing, uh, MJF capitalizing the distraction with a small package to win the match. Um, that was the deadliest also, move in all the sports and entertainment. Yeah, um, and also the uh, uh, the match. Uh, it was just the one where where it stopped, and he was like, "Let's go five more minutes." He was like, "No, we're gonna keep going till we get a fucking winner." Oh, it was the double. It was the double pin. The double pin, right? Totally forgot about the double pin. Where they, they both... Well, it was the double clothesline into the double pin. Yes, they both had the double clothesline, had both hands on each other, uh, counted to three. The double pin, which led to a draw. The crowd went absolutely apeshit booing, and then that's when he 
he cursed twice. <laughs> he cursed at that time. He said, so we get a fucking winner. And then after everything was said and done, MJF gets the win. He hands Cole the ROH title belt, uh, the tag team championship. He throws it outside the ring. And then MJF goes on a tirade. You didn't fucking care. You didn't fucking care about me. You just wanted the belts, blah, blah, blah. He turns around to, to you know finally get the, the moment we were waiting for with Cole turning on him. He doesn't do it. The crowd chants, tug it out. They do. And that is how we closed the pay-per-view. And that is something that you don't really see. I, I like that. It was different. I like that we had a different kind of ending to it. It, it was you know the, the, the best friends, air quote best friends, are still air quote best friends. And we move on to All Out. And uh, the 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 drama of Roderick Strong in this whole thing, and this is probably my favorite Roderick Strong character that I've I've seen of his. Yes, uh, agreed, hundred percent. Is that that was all in? What thoughts of of its of it in its entirety? Bravo, <laughs> bravo. Okay, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Forgive me, <laughs> five. I've- Six, Why? seven, Why? eight, nine matches. What? Nine matches. Why? Nine nine matches. Four hours of wrestling, just back to back to back to back. Is that including the buy-in? Not including the buy-in. Okay, so eleven matches. So eleven matches, ten hours. Well, those matches no. were very short. Eleven <laughs> matches, five hours. Those matches were very short. But yeah. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. And it was it was amazing. It was all really good. And and some of these grades I do not agree with because I thought it was better than that. But kudos to uh All Elite on pulling that that shit out. And then now All Elite pulling out another pay-per-view seven days later. Unheard of. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus taking on Darby Allen for AEW TNT championship. Darby. Orange Cassidy. Uh you have Darby for that one? I do. Uh Orange Cassidy, your champion, international champion, taking on John Moxley. I got to retain. Really? I got Mox. I do. Uh, Statlander taking on Ruby Soho for the TBS championship. Ruby. Take your time. Uh, I'm I'm saying retain, Chris. Uh, Adam Cole and MJF taking on TBD because we have a Ring of Honor World Tag Team uh, uh, tournament happening, uh, apparently, which, again, all last minute. Uh, I'm going to go TBD. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love that team. Um, I love those guys. <laughs> there really should be a team just like FTR. There should be a team called TBD. Uh, Samoa yeah, the Joe. Brothers of Destruction. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, Shane uh, Shane Taylor. Okay. Taking on Samoa Joe. That's ring, all Ring of Honor World Television Championship stuff right there. Uh, retain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kenny Omega taking on Takeshita. Kesta. Yeah, agreed. Uh, FTR and Young Bucks taking on Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club Gold. Correct. Agreed. <laughs> um, Miro taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. Miro. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You were, you were no matter what I was going to say, you were going to say Miro, and that wasn't it. Miro. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what? Just for shits and giggles, I'm going Powerhouse. I'm going you want to put a wager on it? I'm going Willie Hobbs. Um. No, because <laughs> okay. I think Miro might win, but I'm just going to save Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, fuck it, five bucks. And right. uh, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and uh, You said no, I was going to say okay. No, way. Powerhouse Hobbs, I'm taking him five bucks, whatever. Let's just make it fun. And five then bucks, Miro, you got paid it. Paid at Grand Slam. 
And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy you half a beer at Grand Slam. <laughs> I'll buy you a couple sips of a of a can. And then Eddie Kingston and uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Huh? Oh, ah, I like that. Taking on Claudio Castagnoli and Willie Yuta. You, you are so happy for yourself with I, that one. <laughs> You're giddy like a schoolgirl, man. Uh, I, I got to dust it off. Uh, I'm going to take... Uh, I got to take my boy. I got to take my boy, Eddie. Yeah, obviously. Okay. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, and I'm just uh, really quick for Dynamite. All I want to talk about is that promo that Cassidy did uh, at the end. Um, yeah, that was his real like break out of his shell moment. Yeah, huh? after Penta, after his match with Penta, uh, which was a, a really insane match, uh, he got on the mic and basically said, "I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired." He said, "Quote: I don't usually talk. I don't usually like to talk, but yet here we are. I am so tired. My body hurts, and every single time I have a title defense, the backpack gets a little heavier." But I'm here. I'm wrestling. I'm defending the international championship because this means everything to me. This is what AEW is. It's about putting a person that was told you'll never do anything. I'm the champion. He then stands up. He says, I will continue to defend my championship for as long as I want. And there is nothing anyone can do to take it from me. John Moxley, you better bring more than a fork because I'm freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and I do not have a catchphrase. And he drops the mic. And that was a callback, callback to when Moxley had his promo. And he says, you know, everybody here has catchphrases. He he brought it back full circle. I do not have a catchphrase. Awesome. Arch Cassidy. Arch Cassidy should do. I love his gimmick as being the lazy wrestler, but when he does shit like this, he's on fire. Uh, between LA Knight and his run promo, and then this one here, I was all set. <laughs> all set for promos this week because they, both of them were on fire. He is so good. He's really good. He's, a, he's an amazing wrestler. Orange Cassidy is good. Is- I'm Orange Cassidy, and I don't have a catchphrase. I don't have a catchphrase. Bravo. Kudos to... to By the way, that's such an Orange Cassidy thing to be his catchphrase. My catchphrase is, I don't have a catchphrase. I don't have a catchphrase. (laughs) I don't have a catchphrase. Um, Really quick for... uh, People are going to chant, no catchphrase. (laughs) No catchphrase. Now he has a catchphrase. That's his catchphrase. Uh, So apparently tonight, we're recording on a Friday... This might be hard because I know people, it's a podcast, you listen to whenever you want. But if you go on to WWE.com right now, John Cena makes his return to SmackDown for an eight-week run. They've been ah, John Jenna. John Ch- <laughs> listen, John Chan. Uh, <laughs> his, the, promo- the promotions that they've had for him leading up to this have been a lot because it is John Chana. And he is also, for the first time, as they've been promoting him, making a trip over to India during this eight-week span. And he has time to do it because of SAG After Strike. If you go on WWE.com right now before SmackDown and they show the results on the main screen, and I'm going to take a photo of this because it looks so insane, John Cena looks like he's 70 years old. Yeah. That is not a good promo shot of him. He is all kinds of wrinkly, all kinds of old-looking in this photo. And that is not good. <laughs> that is not a good look for uh, WWE to have. They could have kind of touched it up a little bit. I mean, you know, it's yeah, there's Photoshop, dude. You and, know what? I said Facetune. You know, Facetune something. God, he use use something. He does not look good. Um, for for this uh pay per view premium live event. Excuse me. See, I'm so used to saying. Oh my lord. Oh, we're we're on the PLEs. Uh, let's see here. So we have one, two. Three. We have uh, one, two, three, seven. Seven matches here. Uh, U.S. champion Rey Mysterio taking on Austin Theory. 
Uh, Ray. Okay, retain. Me too. Yep. Uh, La Knight taking on The Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes appearing on The Grayson Waller Effect. Okay. Sure. Uh, this guy, you said, you, I mean, what do you want me to say? I, Cody Rhodes is going to win the Grayson Waller effect. <laughs> I, I mean, just, it's just there. And they, they have to have filler, so there's no other match, apparently, because there's, you know, there's 90,000 people on the roster, but you can't have another match. Fair enough. Uh, you do have to put your biggest, I'm still saying this, your biggest baby face on the card somewhere. I know you said Seth Rollins is up there. I still disagree with that because... I'm going to say it's going to be an impromptu match. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I, I could... I could Oh, hopefully get that. Or we get John Chena coming out since Grayson Waller was talking about having, you know, the Cena rub. So the John Chena. The John Chena effect. Um and yeah, so I again I disagree with that because if we're talking about a name that's gonna take the belts off of Roman Reigns, it's Cody Rhodes. That's bigger than Seth Rollins. Moving on. Yeah. Um <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on Judgment Day in a Steel City street fight for the uh, undisputed WWE tag team champions. Chip. I don't know. Oh, really? No. Genuinely, I don't know. It it really could go either way. I'll say retain because there seems to be some dissension in the in the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sammy and KO are gonna retain. Uh, Becky Lynch it's, uh, taking on Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Which, by the way, um, I, I know I kept saying as far as Becky Lynch and this whole storyline has just been dragging out so long. But their false count anywhere match on Raw. Becky Lynch and uh, Zoe Stark. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was all about that. All about Wonderful. that match. That was a great match. And again, uh, waterworks at the end when Becky Lynch took off her armband and, and held up the uh, the Wyndham band. Uh, yeah. I, I have Lynch for this one because I think Stratus is going to uh, go away for a bit. Yeah, same. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley. Agreed. And Seth freaking Rollins taking on Shinsuke for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth freaking Rollins, but Shinsuke's don't don't slouch on Shinsuke now because no. he's also bro- broken out. Yeah, in in this 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 heel look, uh, I, I'm I'm liking for him, and I don't you know what I don't know I I don't know because I all the all the dirt sheet reports with Seth freaking Rollins back, which ironically, coincidentally, ironically, Shinsuke is has been uh, uh, ex- exploiting during these promos as far as his back and that he legit in real life needs like back surgery and he's gonna be out for like year or two <laughs> so he's been prolonging this this back injury for a very long time um so do interesting we, do we get this do we get a turn here do we get a, a new champion uh i think it, i wouldn't be mad if it does happen though i wouldn't be mad either i think i think yeah. if we can get a heel going here and uh, have shinsuke hold it for a month or so and and you know kind of build up somebody else to take it off of him another face so be it it won't be not cody rhodes but somebody else that uh that can take it off him a lot of night. Um, I, I'm all for it. So, yes, I, I wouldn't be mad either way. God, that was a lot in two hours and six minutes. Two hours? <laughs> two hours. Whoa. Yeah, brother. I did not realize what time it was. Yeah, brother. Would you look at the time? I got to get going, yeah, guys. It's that. good seeing you. <laughs> you have a lake and a, and a osprey to stun. <laughs> yeah, I want to see if I can get this osprey. <laughs> I'm going to get you, osprey. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much in what has been a very long, very needed long episode because we had premium live events and and pay-per-views to talk about, 17-hour pay-per-views and the death of one of the most beloved characters in the last 20 years. 
Um, and, 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 and again, the death of one of the best wrestlers of all time in Terry Funk. So it's been a, it's been a weird two weeks. It's been a weird, creative, entertaining two weeks and somber as well. And so for all that, it's the emotion of wrestling, man. It's the ups, the downs and everything in between. And we just got it in, in, in two hours. Ladies and gentlemen, please hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Anything else, sir, before we head on out and you go son of bird? Rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. Gone way, way too soon. Guys, thank you so very much. Chris Mindell, Mr. Joe Black, sir. Till next time. Bye. Enjoy your trip. The Sons of Slam Podcast. <laughs>